please remember the views and opinions expressed by this show or any other show on DV Radio and its guests are strictly those of said individuals and do not reflect those of the DV Radio staff nor the staff of dysfunctional veterans. So you've had cold water shot up your ass? You don't know nothing. You don't know living, buddy. After that phone call, I was just thinking you're a few fries short of a happy meal. You got to stay in to get it in. You got to pick a harder target. And she's back with food in her mouth. Hopefully that'll keep her busy. I really don't have anything. Look, how would you like to be related to some bona fide white people? Look, I dig it. All black people sound alike when they get excited. Shut up. <laughs> Family. I get it up faster than DV6 can. Then he lied to you. I thought it sucked. I pushed the button. You don't push the button. <laughs> <laughs> Don't forget, everybody, this is DVRadio.net, where we are the professional unprofessionals at the unprofessional by being the spot. No, this is the fucking news. You're tuned in to WDVR on DVRadio.net. That is how it is right here on WDVR, DVRadio.net. It's August 21st, 2021. I'm Bonerwood. We got Scooby playing with the fucking bells in the background. Um, we also got Oink and joining us, the Nutman himself, Jason from Southern Vet Suites. Is that it? Southern Vet Suites? Did I get it right? Yeah, close enough. Southern sweet vets, southern. Might as vet. well call it, you know, I don't know, just nuts, celebrity nuts, come quat nuts, nuts. I don't, whatever nuts you want to call it. Come quat nuts, is that what they are? Um, anyway, <laughs> you ever had a come quat? You know what that is? <laughs> how is everyone doing this evening? How you how you do doing on this wonderful weekend? <laughs> well, we're here playing, playing with nuts. <laughs> I'm avoiding the fucking fair traffic. Yeah, so um, it's August 21st, like I said, and school's getting back in session, finally. Um, <laughs> yep. Back in. We've been back in for three weeks. Yeah, and, um, well, I mean, most schools that are on the quote-unquote normal schedule that doesn't go year-round they they're starting this week or they just started this past week. Um, and on top of that, you've got state fairs, you've got county fairs and you just got your rinky dink fairs that come to your local city. Uh, you want to talk about that for a second? Oink? I don't know if Jason's got any over there, but we'll get to that in just a second. <laughs> yeah. State fair here in Alaska is kind of a big deal. And the reason I say that is because normally you don't have a lot of artists come up here. I mean, you do, Every once in a while, if they have a venue to play at, that's part of the problem is that the uh, Sullivan Arena that we used to have that used to have all these concerts and stuff in um, because of COVID, they made it a homeless shelter. So, uh, yeah, it still needs to be disinfected and cleaned and whatnot before they could even try and get uh, concerts back in there. But uh, during the state fair here in Alaska is when a lot of the uh, artists come up. Like I said, we have Billy Idol coming up this year, Martina McBride, John Party. And a few others, you know. Um, so that's usually, like I said, the the best time to, to catch somebody. But unfortunately, it's about like a mile, mile and a half from my house. So I fucking hate traffic, man. Let alone fair traffic. So I mean, yeah. you, again, this is Alaska, so you have like one road in and one road out. So yeah, it's always fucking packed. So if you have to go anywhere to do anything. It's a nightmare trying to even get back home. So on the weekends, I just stay put. I don't fucking go anywhere, unfortunately, because once I get out, like I said, I can't hardly ever get fucking back to my house because of the fucking traffic. So 
especially mm-hmm. like on the weekends too, because that's usually when they have the big headliners. Like I said, Martina or, or Billy Idol or whoever playing. That's usually on the weekends. Right. So. Yeah. Me and you had spoke briefly about it earlier about. You know, it was fun when we were younger or, you know, a few years ago because for some reason they were still adding new things to fairs and, and things of that nature. But for some reason, it's it's just not like it used to be. Um, I don't know if it's because we're grown-ass men and don't give two fucks and are old and can't fucking ride anything or what. Um, but I do know uh, some of our state fairs do a lot of... Uh, because we are in North Carolina, the Bluegrass Festival and all that, a lot of them do those type of concerts and, and things of that nature. And, you know, I, I'd be, I'd love to go to some of those. Um, I think uh, one um, one fair that I really want to go to, and I had the chance this year, but, you know, Rona, um, the Oddities and Curiosities Expo, uh, it, it's happening again this year finally and i'd love to go to that but again rona um now our state fair i've only been to it like two or three times and it's more of a and i know miss miss fester can probably agree with me on this it's more of a hey we've got tons of fucking truck food and we're just going to make it look good. Oh, we've got one huge ride that has a fucking line <laughs> out the fucking freeway. Oh, and it costs a shit ton of money to get in. Oh, you've got a child yep. under two years old. They get in for free. Everybody else pays adult prices. Yeah, like, like it's not yeah, worth it. Yeah, because when a two-year-old gets in there, they can do anything. Yeah, and it's absolutely not worth it at all these days. I mean, my mom went to uh Autumn Lee's Festival last year because... We love caramel apples, like absolutely love them. And for those who say, and I'm saying it wrong, I know it's caramel, but I'm in North goddamn Carolina, so I got to speak rednecky and ease, all right? Um, <laughs> so uh, she went to go get a caramel apple last year, and uh, caramel apples were like eight bucks a piece, and funnel cakes were like four fifty. And you yep. didn't, you got a funnel cake that was maybe the size of your hand, and I'm like, no. How about? No, like I Dude, remember. I sell my caramel apples at festivals and markets for like five dollars a pop, and that is like homemade caramel, not that shit yeah. you buy in store, heat up and wrap around it. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. Like, it's not worth it these days around here to go to one because you could probably make your own for that much and get ten times the amount out of it, right? So I told my mom, I was like, well, "Don't." I'm go not going to disclose how much it cost me to make a batch of caramel. But one batch of caramel, I can make about 10 apples. Right. And that's what I'm saying, depending on who you are and what you do and all, like all that, all that, obviously. But um, hell, I had her one year, like two years ago. I was like, get this and we'll make funnel cakes. And we did. And I was like, you do realize you just made a five cent fucking funnel cake as opposed to going out and buying one for like five bucks. And she went, really? I was like, yeah. Like, look at the math. And I, yep. I was like, you made a five cent fucking funnel cake. And the time that somebody else just made $4. Like, <laughs> um, and yes, Miss P's right. It is a big clusterfuck. I mean, even their ham biscuits. Now, you, you know what can, uh, canned biscuits are, right? Like you get at the grocery store. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They have basically those size biscuits. And I'm not talking about the big fluffy Pillsbury Doughboy fucking biscuits. I'm talking about these 
$1.50 can biscuits that are the size of $50 cent piece. Uh-huh. And or fifty cent piece. I said fifty dollar cent piece. What the fuck? <laughs> I, I know what you meant. <laughs> yeah, silver dollar. Anyway, um, but uh, they those go from anywhere to six to seven fifty, depending on where you get it at the Halloween festival. And I'm like, no. But anyway, yeah. um, go ahead. Well, I'm just saying that the big thing this year is they have a new roller coaster that's uh, twice as large as the one they had before, and it's twelve dollars per fucking ride. What? I'm like, what? Exactly. I'm like, uh, you could keep your fucking ride. I'm not riding a fucking roller coaster for 12 bucks a pop. No. Fuck that. I'll just let my, you know, my, my my wife drive down the interstate and get the same sensation for free. Right? Yeah, like, <laughs> no, fuck that. That's Yeah, no. so. And, and you know, the funny thing is, is that it's the only, uh, how would I say, carnival fucking folks that are in Alaska. Mm-hmm. So no matter what festival you go to, it's the same rides, it's the same company, it's the same, yeah. you know, it's the same shit. So yeah. that's why I said I for the state fair for for us. I mean, the biggest thing obviously for Alaska is the huge uh, produce, like the fucking eleven hundred pound fucking you know uh, pumpkin or you know the mm-hmm. eight hundred pound fucking head of cabbage or whatever. So that's pretty cool to see, you know. But other than that, I mean, it's your typical state fair. You got your cows, you got your horses, you got this, you got that. They got the monster trucks. You know the demolition derbies and shit like that. So you know those are fun to see. But I don't even think those sideshows that they have at hours are even. You can even actually legitimately quantify them as those things because they might be ten minutes, and it's some dude who drove his fucking lift kit dually off the fucking freeway. I got big my grip, my truck up here, man. I'm gonna fucking pull the tractor. Like, no, dude, that's that's not a tractor pull guy. That's not how this works. Yeah, it's it's pretty sad these days. I mean, like I said, it's it's definitely changed. It's definitely oh, yeah. changed. Um, Jason, you guys in your fairs, how are they going on right now? Are they about to like I mean they are, but I live a little bit I, I'm like right in the middle of Georgia. I'm about 45 minutes east of Atlanta. So mm-hmm. I have to travel like an hour and a half one way to get any any of these bigger fairs. Um, we have the Hiawassee State Fair, which is no do shit like uh, sheep shearing contest. So I have guys on there seeing who can shear a sheep the fastest. That's kind of shit we do. <laughs> um, but no, the Sorghum Festival is what I grew up going to. They will do a biscuit eating contest, and uh, every uh, dip of the biscuit has to go in a bottle or like a dip of sorghum syrup. And there's a lady walking around constantly putting out biscuits and uh, like you have to finish it before she gets to you and whoever's <laughs> eating the most by the time then. But uh, they still do it. They have a tobacco spitting contest to see who could spit a water tobacco the furthest. Yeah. So they do that pole climbing contest. They still do a, a hog wrestling. Like see who can catch a hog out in the mud pit. They, I mean, this is up in the mountains of North Georgia, so, I mean, they do some pretty redneck shit up there. Well, I mean, at least you guys aren't doing the fucking uh, husband calls and shit like that. That that shit, you guys I'm sure that? there's one out there that does it. Oh, there there are. They are. They they still happen, but they at least you guys They do pig calling at the uh, yeah. Sorghum Festival. I mean, <laughs> be the same husband, I don't know. <laughs> Fuck but uh, I like going down to uh, Liberty, Georgia and watching the uh, tractor pools. Yeah. Yeah. I've not been to a tractor pull or drag race or anything like that in about a decade. Yeah. It's been a decade exactly. So I, I was going to, I was hoping I'd get 
uh, some things this year and be able to go down to Farmington and at least see one uh, full drag. But uh, that didn't happen because Rona. Um, but uh, you know, the funny thing was me and my son were just talking about that too. There's actually a uh, drag strip here in Palmer, um, probably about three, four miles away. And shit, I haven't even been to one of those yet. You know, it's, it's got also, they just put in like, I think it's a three quarter or maybe even a half mile oval right. NASCAR sanctioned oval. Nice. So I haven't even been over there yet to check out the shit. So, you know, they opened it up, I think the year before Rona hit and then mm-hmm. nothing last year. And I don't even know if they're even racing this year or not, to be honest with you. But yeah, it was just something, that, something else that we talked about. Nice. Yeah. It's, I don't know how they're doing it this year at the races. I know Bowman Gray is sort of doing it. I know Farmington is sort of doing it. I don't know about the uh, the Speedway down in Charlotte as far well, as... Well, I know I just went to uh, the race at Atlanta Motor Speedway, the NASCAR race, about a month ago. Maybe a little over a month ago. I mean, they were... I mean, no mask. Everybody's running around. I mean, it seemed like they were operating like normal. Yeah, well, um, like the NRHA sanctioned ones and, and stuff like that, like those type of drag races and all, I don't know how they're running those this year. Um, I know Farmington had had to shut down last week's uh, qualifiers and, and things like that due to rain on Saturday um, because we got fucking pounded <laughs> um, like a whore in church. Uh, but... uh the rest of the season, it seems like it's been, I don't want to say smooth. I think smooth is pushing it a little too far, uh, but they have basically been on a quote-unquote normal somewhat schedule uh, this year from my understanding and from what I've seen. Uh, I do watch Mad TV to try and catch up on the NRCA drag races, but it seems like these past this past season, especially these past few months, it's all been 2019 races, and I'm like, I know y'all got some fucking 2021 races. Come the fuck on, right? Like, um, so that sort of pisses me off. And everybody's like, eh, why don't you watch it on this and that? I'm not spending a hundred bucks to watch a fucking drag race. It's not happening. They get enough of my money for me just looking at their shit. Um, <laughs> shit, right? Like every time you click on something of theirs, they just need like two bucks. So no, uh. <laughs> but yeah, it, it would be nice to to do that again. I, I do miss it. I just I love the smell of the fucking fuel. I love the smell of the burning rubber. I love that fucking rumble in your chest when they're fucking sitting there and they're fucking uh, burning their wheels, their tires to you know. Yeah, we need to get you down here to uh, Commerce Drag Trip. That's where an HRA races down here. Now I've been down to the five lane down there in Charlotte, and it's oh dude, that's so. Never been to that. You guys have got to go. If you guys have never been to a five lane drag race, go to Charlotte and fucking sit there and watch that shit. You think you've been fucking pummeled by fucking engines before? That right there, when they have anything, I don't care what it is, you will feel it from your fucking toes up to the fucking back ends of your eye sockets. You'll be like, oh, more daddy, more. Like, <laughs> you will beg for more. It's it's one of those. I remember back uh, when uh, Farmington had their uh, had their uh, back wall at the uh, at the start line, and uh, 
they had uh, jet engine night, and one of the jet engines actually blew the fucking wall down. They blew a concrete slab that was affixed there with rebar and all that shit, and it blew it fucking down. Like, it broke it. And yeah. I mean, this has been probably a 15 years ago, give or take, but that's, like, I wish I could find a video of that just so you could guys see it. I think there's one there now, but it's a lot fucking smaller. I can tell you that if it's there. <laughs> if that one's still there, it's a lot smaller because the one they rebuilt right after that... It was it was like your uh, like your normal concrete uh, underpinning for like a trailer or something like it, it was sort of like that uh, the, the second one they built but it was so much smaller like I I'm I'm five eight and I could touch the top of it if that tells you how much smaller and then the first one was way bigger like <laughs> and that motherfucking dude he's he's sitting there and all he's doing is you know going through all of his his checkups and and all that. And he fires that bitch up, and the wall goes crumbling down. Like, that was great. If I can find a video, I'm definitely going to show you guys that, because you'll be like, how? (laughs) That's fire. How did that happen? (laughs) Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Um, Let's see. We had somebody from Michigan listening, and then they just, they said, fuck you guys. I'm going home. (laughs) Fucking assholes. Seems like uh they're probably all pissed off because their lions are losing right now. <laughs> oh, is it a football night? Yeah, yeah. Preseason, of course. Yeah, yeah. Because preseason fucking matters. <laughs> it's like people who get upset over college football. I'm like, did you lose any? Oh no, it's people who gets upset over any football team or any sports team. We didn't win. Were you there? Did did you have a hand in them losing? Do 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 you? Okay, shut the fuck up. Like, are you on their salary? <laughs> like, I my don't... favorite thing is when people are out there, like you know, like say for example, somebody playing baseball gets sitting down to AAA. They're like, oh, he was no good anyway. Yeah, because you go out there and throw a ninety-five mile an hour fastball, motherfucker. Yeah, that's me play. too. <laughs> yeah, like you know, I never made it big time or in baseball or anything, but I remember like pitching and shit. And oh my god, dude! Like after a game, you just want somebody to cut your arm off that's how yeah. fucking bad and these guys are doing it day in and day out they want to yeah. complain about them missing a couple of letting a couple of runners on the bat on the bases yeah. Yeah. Like, you get out there and do it you probably couldn't even hit the damn plate but they get paid to do it and your point <laughs> yeah. they didn't used to get paid to do it and they still fucking done it like i don't know everything woke turns to shit that's what Chris. I mean, let me see you hit a, a ball that's going 95 miles an hour, you know, 400 mm-hmm. feet over a fence. Yeah. Yeah. People, people in their sports, man, it's just like, I get that you want to back sports. Like, I understand that. But when you're saying, I got my oh, come the fuck on. Why the fuck you they, do that? I'm I like, got my team, favorite college up. team, but if they start losing, I just turn the TV off. I'm like, fuck it. I'll go yeah. do something else. I totally basically just told sports to fuck off. Like I, I couldn't take it anymore. I was, I was in Iraq actually. And I was so tired of it because that's when they started getting really stupid with flags and penalties and this, that this was in 09 and we were sitting there watching it one day in the defect. And I was like, I'm done. It's like, I'm done. No more football. I don't give a fuck. I don't know. I can't do this anymore. Like I don't I, watch baseball or pro. <laughs> I'll watch college football. 
but I don't really watch any other sport out there except for that. Just because I got my one team I follow. I we used suck, to love to so watch. If we lose, I can't be mad at nobody. I used to love to Where's watch baseball. Yes, sir. I used to love to watch. <laughs> they actually played there in Boise. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, we got we got a couple of we got a good lineup this year. Last year was all freshmen, and then COVID, and but you know, I've been saying that for the last you know fifteen years. So. Yeah, I think I actually uh, seen. I think it was Georgia Tech and Fresno because they came out there to uh, the humanitarian bowl or whatever the fuck it was called out there in Boise. And they gave oh god, that's tickets. been years ago. Yeah, well, yeah, I was was yeah, I've been up here for fucking twelve years, so it was definitely longer than that. But yeah, yeah it's been been quite a while. But yeah, they Gosh, gave out three was, tickets. God, I want to say that was probably like two thousand five or six. Yep, something like that. Yeah, that's yeah, been love. a minute. I, I used to love baseball and basketball. I used to be able to tell you who was what and what position and all that shit. And then it just got to, well, I mean, you guys, you, you two, I know have seen the changes in sports and, and I'm not talking about safety changes cause that's different. I'm talking about, okay, we used to allow this, but no longer because it just makes sense. Like, no, it doesn't. It's, it's like the whole point system with racing. Now that, why even have a point system? If, oh, dude, I, like, when I went to that NASCAR race. I hadn't <laughs> been to a NASCAR race in 15 years, mind you, much less watched one. So it was about, I don't know, 30, 40 laps in. There's a caution. I'm like looking around. I'm like, is there a wreck? Yeah. Like what? So I leaned over, asked the guy to him. I was like, what are they cautioning for? He's like, oh, it's a something caution. Basically, it allows everybody in the back to catch up. I'm like, the fuck? Yeah, competition caution or some bullshit. Yeah, yeah. It's like, it's something that's stupid. the stupidest thing I've ever seen. Like, it, so it, you're telling the guy that's in first place, you're doing great, man, but uh, you need to stop so everybody else can catch up and have a chance. Yeah, and to my understanding, like points don't even fucking matter anymore. It doesn't matter how many races you want. Everybody's free for all to win anything now. It's like, why even have a race and see who has the best fucking car? And that's another thing. Cars are all the same now. There is no, okay, well, this one has the best car because, like, they are all literally the same. It doesn't. Yeah, it's like there's no science to make your car faster. Like, there's no, no point in having a better team it's to just... do these things to make it a little bit faster. Because if you're one micrometer, whatever, out of spec on something, they're going to deem yeah. you for it. Yeah, all, all it comes down to now is if you have the balls to hold that fucking pedal down to the floor. That's it. Yeah. If you don't have balls to fucking go as fast as you fucking can and push everybody out of your way, which you can't even do that no more, apparently, then you're you basically you're not gonna yeah, you're you're just gonna be at the back just making hand money. It looked like me at the this. beginning of a race on Xbox, just push every fucker out of the way. Get out yeah. of the way. I get in the front. <laughs> and and you know, a lot of people chalk it up to safety and all that. And you know what? I get safety, you know, advancements. I get, you know, making rules and 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 twisting rules in favor of safety i i truly understand that and i'm all for that but when you get down to the stupidity of like nascar like me and jason were just talking and i and i know oink knows what we're talking about because me and him's talked about this too when you yep. get down to the to the micro 
specometer and and oh your and camera's up by like and, 0.1 degrees yeah, you're and, disqualified and and you all have to drive the same tires and you all have to drive the same uh horsepower and the same this and this like that is not a race you're literally not racing you're just driving the same car and it's who has the more balls to press a goddamn pedal that is it it don't even come down to who's the better driver because i've seen some races lately 99% of them couldn't drive on the fucking freeway in Winston goddamn Salem, North Carolina if their life fucking depended on it. Trust me. I know. Like, that's not... No. No. And football and all these others are, are the same. It, safety, one thing. When you get stupid with it, go fuck yourself. But The only races that might have any more skill than another one is like Watkins Glen. Cause they actually got to make some right hand turns. So then you're talking about maybe some, you know, knowing where to line your car up and take the turns. But even then it's minimal. Well, even then they bring in some of those guys that are, you know, road course specialists per se that, yeah. you know, for whatever reason they can't, I guess, either race a normal oval track or they just don't want to, I don't know. But yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely changed over the years. That's for damn sure. Well, people make fun of me because all the drag racing is like, oh, they're just going in a straight line. I'm like, yeah, but they're actually seeing who has the better fucking shit on their goddamn vehicle. It's not the exact same. They have, I think they I ha got muted. Did you hear what I said about Watkins Glen? Yeah. Yeah. We heard you. That's, that's what Oink was <laughs> referring back to. Yeah. Um, I, somehow I lost audio for about 15 seconds. Like, shit, did they even hear it? No, you're good. <laughs> you're good. But, um, like, obviously, in drag racing, you have to have, okay, you got to have this much weight. You can have, okay, you can have more than this much weight. You have to have these safety things, and your measurements have to be this. That's basically all you have to follow in drag racing. I mean, there's Fourth a power don't matter. Pack as much no, as no, 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 no. You know what I mean, though. I'm, I'm talking about, yeah. like, it's bare necessities on what they deem has you have to follow and then yeah. you have your classes and stuff like that but you're not told okay you have to have this in there or you're not race no that's not how it works in drag like drag racing is skill partially then drag racing comes down to okay did you actually know how to like fix your car to make it go as fast as it possibly could with the amount of weight that you took out and like that's drag racing whereas racing is nothing like that anymore but i'm going into the depths of fucking hell right now on this topic, so we need to get off of it. Anyway. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and and Miss Vester's like, I don't give a shit. I, I really don't. Um, <laughs> I mean, there's Holy more shit. skill in driving the monster trucks than there is NASCAR. Yeah. Um, how was your guys' week? I know, you know, Oink is back at work. Yeah, today, or I should say this week was the first week back. So uh, around the house, you know, as far as the hip recovery goes, I haven't been using a walker or anything because there's always something to hang on to, you know, walking throughout the house. But uh, going back to work, uh, where the office that I sit in is the other side of the fucking hangar from where the bathroom is. So I took my walker to work just because there's nothing to fucking hang on to. You know what I'm saying? When you're walking across the fucking hangar. There's nothing to hang on to in a building called a hangar. That's right. <laughs> so, so so we took that to work and it, it seemed to work out all right but uh yeah next week we go see the the surgeon again and if he says you know we're clear to use the over to the cane i'm going to switch to the cane and uh hopefully it just keeps getting better but uh work was work you know it was yeah you know typical government 
agency. So I'll leave it at that. Okay, you got me um, beat on the stitches on that hip replacement. I'm honestly uh, glad to hear the recovery is going smooth, uh, for, for lack of a better term. I know, like we, we've talked about in the past couple of shows, it's it's a lot more painful than last time because this one wasn't as fucked up as your first one, and he obviously had to go through a lot more uh, liver tissue and, and stuff like that. Um, but it, I'm, I'm glad you got it out of the way, and I can't wait till you're able to, quote-unquote, be oink again you know what i mean um oh yeah i mean get i can already tell the difference you know night and day like i said it's still recovering you know the the scar tissue on that one the left side is still there you know what i'm saying it hasn't gone away like the right side has a little bit so it's it still reminds me every morning you know when you get up first thing in the morning you know but uh hopefully that'll go away and like i said uh we see the surgeon next week and maybe we'll get cleared to do some uh physical therapy where we can get in there and actually start you know, doing some good because even when I was doing physical therapy for the right side, you know, when the left side decided to give out, it was just counterproductive. It wasn't doing anybody any good to, to go to physical therapy or to continue with it at that mm-hmm. point. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to getting back to normal, man. This That's that's the main thing, getting out and doing things. I mean, hell, I don't think I've been in a grocery store in a year, it seems like. I mean, not that I miss it, don't get me wrong, mm-hmm. but just doing little things to even help out the wife. I mean, she wants to, uh, you know, paint a, the bedroom that my daughter was in so she can move the little man downstairs so we can have more room. And hell, I can't even, at that time, I couldn't even help her out do that shit, you know? So it's just, it's annoying. You know what I mean? It's just kind of yeah. frustrating. You can't help out, you know, anybody do anything because you're fucking, you know, all gimped up and shit. So. I just want to get back to normal, <laughs> to be honest. Brother, I'm going to tell you right now, you're preaching to the choir on, I feel helpless. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ten years, motherfucker. Ten years. <laughs> Ten years. I mean, yeah, I, I totally feel you. Uh, we take we take that shit for granted. We really do. Um, I was the guy, I've, I've said it before and I'll say it again, I was the guy that was always doing something and I rarely sat on my ass. Uh, literally. I was always outside. If I wasn't outside, I was always doing something inside, constantly doing this, doing that, running around. I used to love to run. I can't run no more. I can't walk. I can't stand and piss at a goddamn toilet. I got to use a goddamn hospital room. Like, you name it, it's all taken away. And, you know, don't take that shit for granted. So, yeah, it was like when I had my accident, I was like, you know, I was like, man, growing up, I always thought it'd be great to sit on my ass and do nothing all day. <laughs> After doing heavy equipment and all that, I had my accident and I was sitting on my ass all day. I was like, this shit sucks. Fucking, yeah. This is awful. And, and you know, yep. I, I never was one to say that, but I did growing up because we took care of uh, the elders uh, all, all my life, ever since I can remember. Um, my, my grandma, she stayed with us basically my entire life. Oh my God. Um, <laughs> uh, but she would really, she would really bother me. And, and I even asked my mom, it, it would bother her. She would sit there and bitch and moan and complain about the dumbest shit. And I'm like, why, why are you bitching and moaning? Like, I know you can't get up and, and get around and this, that, and the other, but you literally have it made. And I don't understand why people are like that. I truly don't. I mean, I, 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 every time I ask my mom for something, I'm like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Like you ask her, I am like an apologetic motherfucker to anybody. I'm like, I'm sorry. Uh, even when six is here and I ask him to get something, I'm like, I'm sorry, but, and, and I ask him and he's like, Oh yeah. Blah, blah, blah. And, uh, you know, 
it feels good that some people are willing to basically go to any lengths to help you. And then there's days where you're like, I don't want to be helped because I am one independent son of a bitch. I think all of DJ. Yeah, and I hate burdening that. somebody else because, yeah. of, you know, you can't and, do it. That, that fucking that's bothers thing. me. That's another thing. I totally feel like a burden. Um, I, I, I haven't been public with everything that has to be done for me. Um, but Oink and a few others know what has to be done for me on a daily basis. And, you know, I, I feel like a fucking burden. I'm not going to lie. And my mom's <laughs> always like, no, you're not. And I'm like, yeah, but I'm your son. Kind of can't be a burden to you, but I am. She's like, no, 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 no. If, if you, and I'm like, no, I get it. Like I, I, we, we helped grandmas and we've helped grandpas and we helped aunts and uncles. I was like, I've seen it. My mom's like, I know. And, you know, not only that, it's mentally taxing on a caregiver. Um, oh, yeah. I don't care what extent it is. Uh, Jason, me, Oink, anybody, I don't care what extent it is. It is mentally taxing on those that have to help you. And it's not because it's hard for them, because nine times out of ten, it's not. And they're more than willing to help you. Uh, but you take daily life stressors. You take life itself. You take their personal mental status. You take your relationship. I don't care if it's uh, parents or, you know, husband, wife, whatever. Um, and then you just add all that in. And then you throw on top of the fact that they've got to help take care of you for X amount of time or lifelong. And, dude, that is, that's fucking hard. It really it is. It is. Let me tell you, like, my best friend, uh, I had known her since we were, like, kids, like, elementary. Like, just, we were young. Right. And uh, by the time she was 12, she was... Uh, Fully confined to a wheelchair, muscular dystrophy. Well, it, they ended up as a Charcot Marie tooth, slight muscular dystrophy. But uh, so all the time when I was up there, with, I would pick her up, put her in her chair, put her in a car, get her out of the car, put her in her chair. Um, she was actually pretty independent considering she could, uh, if it was something like a steak, I would have to cut it up for her, mm -hmm. but she could still eat it herself. You know, she'd hold like a fork between her hands, uh, you know, and she actually graduated from Emory University with a uh, degree in visual arts, like girls talented, nice. some stuff she couldn't do. But it was the constant having to pick her up, all that. Well, it was a, four years ago this September. Um, she fell out of her chair and broke her leg and she was already confined to her wheelchair and it broke her femur. She ended up getting a uh, clot that caused a pulmonary embolism and she went in cardiac arrest and it killed her. We're talking about my best friend of 25 years. And I would give everything I have just to be able to pick her up and put her back in her chair and out of her mm -hmm. car and have to do all that all day, every day. Right. So I said, you know, it's, it can be mentally taxing, but at the same time, if it's someone you care about, it, it doesn't mean a damn thing. It's not burdening at all. Yeah. Cause I hey. give everything, everything I have just to be able to do that again. Yep. Yeah. And that's exactly what Miss Fester said in chat. Yeah, and you know, I I remember my grandma, and I know some people know the story about that, about the morning she passed away and, and all that. But um she was right at three hundred pounds. And this wasn't a big lady as far as height, but the medicines and medical conditions she had, she was around three hundred pounds. Um, and me and my mom are the same height. And back in the day, me and my mom 
could just fucking go and go and pick up like I remember picking up transmissions by myself and and moving them in the garage and, and shit like that. Um and it was just me and my mom there for a long time moving my grandma, you know, hospitals, wheelchairs around the house. And now it's just like like after they're gone it's something's missing, you know what I mean? Like you don't miss them not having to suffer. That's one thing you don't miss, but you miss being there for them. You know what I mean? Like if you've never been there, it's hard to explain, but it, a piece of you is missing for sure. Um, I don't care if it's, you know, family or friend, like Jason was speaking, it's something's missing and it'll always be missing. Uh, the little fester moth came inside to listen tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Of course, Miss P has to say something funny while I'm trying to be all heartfelt and shit. Um, but no, uh, it's it's one of those things that people are like, well, they're not suffering. Yeah, but. And this is one of those yeah, but moments that you have to. Oh, most definitely. You really have to take everything into consideration. Um, yeah, grandma's not suffering. Yeah, blah, blah, blah. Like, we go down that list. It's not the suffering that we miss because trust you, me. None of us miss that. It's the, and, and you know, I, I sort of miss arguing with my grandma uh, to an extent. Like she would fucking argue about the dumbest shit, man. Like she was, <laughs> she was one of those people that if you were happy, she wanted to argue about it. No rhyme or reason. Let's just fucking argue. And I'm not talking about, you know, debate argue. I mean, red in the face, blood pressure through the goddamn roof. You're you're going hoarse from yelling kind of arguing. Like, you want to slap the fucking wall. Like, you could probably punch the wall and fucking Hulk smash the shit out of the goddamn concrete barrier. Um, like, my grandma was, like, one of the most argumentative people I've ever met in my entire life. <laughs> Um, See, it runs in a family. (laughs) Yes and no. Uh, If you met her and then you heard me, you'd be like, yeah, Bo's nothing like his grandma. Um, (laughs) And, and, you know, I sort of miss it. But at the same time, I don't miss that at all. But I do, like Jason was saying, I'd I'd give just about anything to be like, all right, uh, time to fucking pick your ass up off the floor because you slid down from your recliner into the floor for no fucking reason whatsoever. <laughs> and she done that. She you fucking done that. Let me tell you what. That was a wicked ass night. She was... Uh, so that that was funny. This was before me and my mom figured out she had some type of dementia. Um, But uh, we didn't know it. And she had a lot of back pain. And uh, one night she had slid into the floor. And I don't mean fell into the floor. I mean, she like slid to the front of her recliner and then slid into the floor. Like, (laughs) I can't explain it any better than that. And then she laid down in the floor. And like I said, my grandma was about 300 pounds. If you have ever picked it up any type of dead weight, try picking up 300 fucking pounds. Dead fucking weight. Not helping you, not doing shit. Legs out front, in front, like there's in no way that like we're yeah. not talking about like a 300 pound bar that doesn't move. Yeah, yeah. I'm talking like get a fucking waterbed mattress filled with water and pick that son bitch up. Yeah, that's the kind of dead weight I'm talking about. 
dude, I got up under, I done the whole hook under the arm. Like I done everything. Me and my mom were like, fuck this. You're going to have to lay there until the ambulance comes. Right. <laughs> so we get her into the, to the hospital and they do cat scans. They do this, they do that. Come to find out. And I am not joking. You guys, she had a kidney stone that filled up her kidney. The kidney stone on the x-ray, I'm not joking, was damn near perfect shape of a diamond. Like, if you've ever seen a diamond on fucking K's Jewelers or something, and it's like the triangle and, you know, all that. That's what the motherfucker looked like. And apparently it had blocked her her kidneys and all this, and she was... uh, hallucinating from the ammonia filled up. And let me tell you, if you've never seen somebody who has hallucinated off of ammonia because they can't piss, it's not the best thing. (laughs) I've been there. I don't remember anything that happened, but that night was probably an eye opener on how bad somebody can get, not just with kidney stones, but anything like, holy fuck. Um, You know, my, my wife's (laughs) mother, uh, Rest in peace. She passed away a few years ago. Uh, she was kind of a similar situation. She was a, she was a big girl. Mm-hmm. Um, she was on a lot of different uh, antidepressants her whole life, mm-hmm. medicine, and uh, ended up. Uh, her husband went to the hospital, and she went in with him. Well, he came out of the hospital. She never did. It, we'll put it like that. She was mm-hmm. in there until she passed away because she started having breathing issues. And got diagnosed with idiopathic pulmonary fibrosis. Mm. Her lungs were basically hardening up. Mm-hmm. So they said they could give her this steroid that would give her, you know, more time, you know, maybe a couple of years, just depend. But it was combating her uh, Paxil and Abilify that she was taking. So they had to make the hard decision to either give her her Paxil and Abilify and have minimal time to be coherent and say her goodbyes or give her a steroid and basically she's going to be in a catatonic state for as long as she's breathing right basically if you not a vegetable but just catatonic sitting there like a dead weight yeah basically and uh, i i know this is going to sound unsympathetic but basically a vegetable at the end of the day right yeah yeah so but there was i'll never forget my wife telling me it was like two nights before she passed away she was, she'd been off her packs on Vilify, so she was having a lot of serious moments. And right. uh, they had to strap her to the bed because she started going so crazy. She thought the room was filling up with water and she was drowning. Damn. Mm. Yeah, and she was freaking out. Yeah, I'm ne- definitely not going to go into detail on, you know, my grandma's last week here at home. But yeah. it, that's what, like, when she came home from hospice, and we didn't want to send her to hospice, they... That's one thing uh, we need to get a handle on, too, is the care and hospice care. Uh, there's some that's fucking amazing, and I'm not putting them all down. Um, but my experience with hospice care, um, not at home. I'm talking about in the facilities. Uh, the majority of them are there to make money. That's basically Does it kind of remind you of that? Or the the assisted living in Happy Gilmore. You know what? <laughs> yep. I hate to say this, but that's way better than what my grandma got. Um, when she when we brought her home, she had no sores on her whatsoever. 
And this was while I was deploying in 08. And um, a sergeant major, command sergeant major, actually drove me down to meet my mom where my grandma was at in hospice. And uh, we were bringing her home that day. And she had only been there for two weeks. Guys, she had bed sores fucking galore. In two fucking weeks. Never had one in... She was born in 43, and that was 08. So 60-some years, almost 70. Never had a bed sore in her life. And in less than two weeks, she had like two big ones and like four or five little bitty ones. And from my understanding, that facility had done way worse than that. Um, But yeah, that... mm, I... Yeah, <laughs> like I, like I am so pissed off even thinking about that today. Like I didn't cry when my grandma died, which is weird because I had to watch all this, um, and she lived with us in the living room and all. Um, but uh, holy fuck, hospice care for the majority, I'm totally against it as far as profits. Just like profitable prisons, I'm totally against that. I'm totally against that for hospice. I. I don't think hospice should be a for-profit business, just like funerals and, and prisons and, and, and other things. Like I don't think that should be for-profit uh, whatsoever. Um, I know there's going to be people out there that's like, yeah, but they can't continue. I literally go to a non-profit hospital, <clears throat> and it's the best fucking hospital I have ever been to in my entire life. Granted, they can't do everything you want them to there. They will send you to the top places that can i mean this isn't fucking duke or chapel hill but i'm not having to worry about a bill every month because they don't care how much i pay as long as i'm paying something my last surgery and i told a link about this i was paying <laughs> on my on my surgery bill right because the va is like oh that wasn't an emergency but you could have died so <laughs> um but anyway <laughs> i was paying right i was paying on my sur- surgery bill to my surgeon and then we get a call one day and uh she's like hey mr wood are you doing okay and i'm like yes ma'am how are you doing and she told me all this that and the other and she went well i just wanted to call and check on you i noticed that you hadn't paid your bill and i just wanted to make sure that you were in a good place and nothing was wrong and you wasn't up on a hard on up on money or anything and i was like Oh my God, I am so, 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 so sorry. She's like, no, we don't care about the money, sweetie. I just got so worried because you're usually two or three days beforehand. And here it is a week later and I hadn't got your check yet. And I was just so worried. And I was like, thank you. Like I was, I was legitimately scared that they were sending this shit to collections. I've been there. I've, I've had shit sent to collections. (laughs) Um, but when you tell me they can't run off of being non-profitable, you're fooling yourself. You're living this lie that is perpetuated by media and society. And I'm not saying that healthcare should be free. I'm not saying that because, in a sense, it shouldn't be free, and it should be. Like, there's, it, it's a very wonky surface there. However, a profitable hospital versus a non-profitable hospital Go to both of them and tell me nine times out of ten who has the better care, who listens more, and where you're more apt to have um, 
bedside manners than you are no bedside manners. I will almost guarantee you that nonprofit hospital is going to treat you 10 times better than the profitable hospital. I'm just, I've been to 16,000 billion fucking hospitals, dude. <laughs> I refuse to go to Northern Hospital. I absolutely refuse. I told my mom, I was like, I don't care if I'm fucking dying. Take me over to here. She's like, all right. But she she agrees. She agrees. Anyway, um, I did mention we had some updates tonight, and we do. Um, I don't want to get more depressing, but we got to get more depressing. <laughs> We've got about, let me check the clock here. We got about 12 minutes left, and I'm going to go down this as quickly as possible. Um, it's from Google. Uh, Storm hasn't felt too good for the last two weeks or so, and uh, they took him to the vet's office. Uh, this week after some tests and having to go to another clinic, they thought uh, that it was Parvo, but so far they've concluded that it's not. And what they do know is that um, his white blood cell count is extremely low and he basically has a platelet count of zero, which means they're non-existent. Um, and being that he was highly stressed and anxious while he was at the veterinarian, uh, being there just worsened his uh, mental health the longer he was there. So they let him come back uh, with uh, Google and EV6, and he's on a ton of meds at the moment. Um, they are having us to uh, monitor monitor him closely uh, because of the certain things. Again, the no platelets, the white blood cell count being low, uh, and he could have something wrong with his autoimmune system. But again, they're not quite exactly sure as of yet. Uh, we do know that Google did spend a couple of days at the vet clinics trying to figure out what was or is going on with Storm. And right now, uh, they know, uh, the, all they know, I should say, is uh, the white blood cells are extremely low, as we mentioned, and his lack of having platelets. Um, he's not doing too bad right now from our understanding. Uh, she did say she'll know more tomorrow. She told all of this to us just a couple hours ago. Um, and as soon as we have an update, we'll let you all know. And I'm not going into detail on any of that. That is basically the summary. Um, as she told me, and you can ask going, she told me to summarize everything. And I yep. did, did I leave out any important information that probably, you, you know what I mean? No, I think you summarized it uh, well. I mean, okay. obviously, you, you mean there's more details, but right, yeah, <laughs> there, there's some details that I'm going to leave out. Um, but I think for the most part, that's basically what Google and Six would want you guys to know. Uh, if they want to tell you guys more, obviously, they will come out and say it, or they will tell us, and re we will relay back to you guys to you guys about it. Um, but. If you want to go and, and let Six and Google and, and Storm know you're thinking about them, sending prayers, vibes, whatever you do uh, when when something like this is going on, let them know. You can either uh, do it on the Facebook page at uh, DV Farm, or you can go to info at dvfarm.org and send them an email. You can't go there. You send them one there. That's what I meant to say. You send one to info at dvfarm.org. You know what I meant, God damn it. Um Cheer them up, make them smile, all that good stuff if you can. Uh, but that's basically what's going on with uh, with Storm right now. And, oh, my God. Like, it just tore me apart, and I didn't know what to say. 
<laughs> and I know Oink felt the same way as so did Recoil and everybody else that read it. And I was just like, poor Storm, I'm sorry, Frowny's uh, face. Because I, I don't know what to say. I, I We've talked about this before. What yep. do you say? There's nothing you can do or say that's going to make it better. <laughs> it's a part of life. But you want to show that you care and you're there to comfort them. And uh, we love Google and Six. And I, I told them, you know. I know I can't do a lot of goddamn shit living down here in North Carolina, but uh, if they need anything, obviously hit us up. And again, just go let them know you're thinking about them. Make them smile. Make them laugh. Uh, you can do that again on the DV Farm page, or you can send them an email to info at dvfarm.org. Don't expect a reply unless you leave a phone number, and then and only then, uh, DV6 and Google will determine if they can give you a call or not. Um, but yeah, um, again... We're looking for uh, podcasts and shows from anybody. I really don't care what it's about. As long as you're not uh, breaking the law, you're following our three rules, the no blatant racism, not bashing anybody in the media, and uh, no self-harm encouragement. You can basically talk about whatever the fuck you want. I don't care what side of the fucking podium you fucking fall off of. I, I really don't. Um... As long as you're not breaking the law on those three things, I don't care. You can ask Oink. I, I really don't. Like, we've thought about having some shit on here that all of you would probably get pissed off about, but I don't care. I, I want this to be a platform where anybody can come and say whatever the fuck they want. I seen Topher the other day talk about we need a conservative um, music platform, and I've tried to give that to everybody, and nobody seems to be interested. So, I don't know. You all say you want it, but then when it's there and afforded to you, you don't say nothing. What is it you guys want from what <laughs> do <work>. you <laughs> what do you guys want from TV radio that would make you put more into it as far as shows and music and things like that? Because without dropping a shit ton of money, we can't do much of nothing. We really can't. You know, that's one thing I realized. People don't want nothing now or support no. you unless they get something for free. Yeah. And, and I will say that about some of the people I know closest to me. And let me tell you what. I don't care how free it is. They're still going to bitch, complain, and you name it. Oink and Frosty and everybody else can test that, can't you? Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, me, I will give shit away all the time just mm -hmm. to try and all that. It's like, you know, I've had people like, you know, like, hey, I'll send you a free bag of nuts. So, yeah, do as a... Leave me a review on Google. That's all. Yeah. Do they? Fuck no. Right. Yeah. It's... I've probably sent out a hundred free bags just asking for a, an honest review on Google. It doesn't have to be a good one. If you like it, leave me a good five-star review. Well, that's like people that ask me and for a free shirt. And that's a hundred reviews that I have not gotten. Well, that's like people <laughs> that ask me for free shirts all the time from DV Radio. I'm like, yeah, if you'll pay this, I'll give you a free shirt. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm paying for you to have this. You realize that, right? Like, that's what people realize when I send them the, like a bag of pecans. It's like, okay, that nine ounce bag of pecans, the cheapest one is $12. Okay. So and we're not going to count $12 because it doesn't cost me $12 to make it, obviously. Yep. So, but oh. we'll say just for number's sake, it cost me $8 to make it. Okay. Mm -hmm. So it's $8 in materials. And then it's going to cost me probably eight or nine dollars minimum to ship it to you. So then we're already at like sixteen dollars that I just paid for you to get a free bag. 
that you broke your promise on that all I wanted was like a Google review or a paid share or anything. Yeah. I sent one person four dozen fucking cookies for their son's birthday party. I was like, make sure you tell people about me, you know, share a post or something, leave a Google review. That's been two months ago. Nothing. Have you seen the DV radio receipt that I put up on the page on how much, uh, let's see. Yes, I did see that one. Yeah. And the responses that I've gotten from that are honestly <laughs> saddening because people, I want to help the veterans and our brothers and sisters. Okay. This is what you got to do. And it's completely free. That's too much to ask of my one second a day. You can't share a fucking post. You're sharing memes that are fucking filling people with stupidity and depression, but yet something that can help people. Oh, I can't do that. My and thumb I'm not hurts. Say I'm not guilty because I am guilty of not sharing stuff. And I do it know. too. And I'm not saying you have to like every post. You have to share every post. You have to comment and listen. And you don't have to do it. Like I'm asking once in a while. Maybe make it your, your, your weekly thing one day a week. Okay. I'm going to share two posts or I'm going to comment or I'm going to share a po like, that's all I'm asking. I do that with some of the most fucked up shit you would ever fucking believe in your life. And it's the people I'm closest to yeah. that do the least amount of sharing and yeah. 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 You know, advocating. Yeah. yeah. Like I delivered, uh, have you ever heard of that show on stars called P Valley? Dude, I don't even watch stars. I don't know what well, stars. Well, I don't anymore. either. I never heard of it until I delivered to them. Yeah. But it's basically a show about strippers in a south downtown, a town down south. Okay. But when I went to the set to deliver, these are the nicest people I've ever met. People I have don't know from Adam are yep. sharing my shit. Yeah. But people I've known for 20 fucking years yep. can't share one post. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> People that I have yes, bent over fucking backwards for not only broke promises to me and lied to me, they can't take five seconds out of their day and post a fundraiser or post a giveaway or say, hey, DV Radio is doing, they can't do it. And then, well, I just seen this. I'm so sorry. Hey, while you're at it, can you share this for me? And I'm like, no, I, no, I just seen this. I, I don't have the time. You know, like I was at Eubora earlier today. You know, I went up to Augusta to go to a distillery up there and I stopped by Eubora and Philip was actually there. Mm -hmm. I'd never met him until now. He's a great and kid, he's, ain't he? He's he awesome, is. dude. I love that guy. I love Philip. He's awesome. But, uh, you know, while I was there, I, it took me all of 10 seconds to take a picture of a cup of coffee, yep. with their logo in the background, and say, best coffee ever, worth driving nearly two hours to get to. <laughs> oh, it took like and 15, 20 seconds. Speaking of Eubora, if you've never had Eubora coffee and you'd like to try it, you can try DB Radio's Battleground Blend. Just head over to EuboraCoffee.com. Click on, I believe it's their partners or something like that. Yep. And then you can click in the search bar yep. and just search DB Radio and it'll pop up. Yep. And a portion of every purchase goes to DB Radio and you're supporting two veteran-owned businesses. Um but we need to and wrap I use it. it in my recipes, my coffee related recipes. Dude, I I need to get some of those and, and let my mom try them. Um, we do. Well, which need... ones do you want? I don't know. Because <laughs> you know, I will make that shit tonight and send it to you tomorrow. <laughs> I don't. 
sin whatever <laughs> chili whatever well it's too hot to do the truffles so about the only thing i could send to you is probably the vanilla latte pralines you like those nuts i ordered back yonder from yeah yeah she yeah, i didn't even get i didn't even finish the sentence the, these, like, mm-hmm. this is the flavor that's not even available on my website he's made some with the battlegrounds if you want some <laughs> See, she went, oh, really? <laughs> so, um, that in mind, Jason, anything for our listeners, really quick? Uh, well, I was hoping to just, you know, share a little bit more about how much I've grown in like just the last two months. Okay? Yeah, brother. Whew. Okay, so it all starts with, uh, I'm going to try and go through this as quickly as possible without stumbling. Because uh, I get tongue-tied when I talk too fast. So everybody knows I've been delivered to the show Ozark. Okay, so been delivered to them. I get a lady that makes an order before 4th of July. I was like, eh, she lives in Atlanta. She's not going to get her order by Tuesday because 4th of July was on like a Monday. So I sent her an email and said, hey, let me deliver it to you if you want. She's like, okay, come find out. She was one of the costume directors for Ozark. And she just took a job uh, at another movie set. And I will get to what movie that is here in a second. She's like, yeah, I'll take some stuff to him. I had no freaking clue what movie it was or what studio, nothing. I was like, I mean, it's probably something maybe smaller than Ozark because why would she go from something as good as Ozark to big? I don't know. So anyway, about a week later, week and a half, I get a phone call. I didn't recognize the number. It was out of state. I was like, normally I screen those, but I was like, I'm going to answer this one. So the guy picks up. He says, my name is uh, so-and-so. You know, I don't want to put just names out there for privacy reasons, I guess. But uh, say, yeah, my name's so and so, and I got Al- You know, my friend, but she said, "Hey, Jason, it's Allison." I'm like, "Oh, what? Yeah." It's like, "Oh." So I figured this was the guy from whatever studio. He's like, "Yeah, my name's so and so with uh, MCU Studios." Now, do you know who MCU Studios is? Negative. <laughs> I told mother, I told you who MCU Studios was. I know. <laughs> no, it's a Marvel Cinematic Universe. So, this guy is in charge of all craft services for Marvel Cinematic Universe. Okay, so right now I'm currently delivering to the filming location for Black Panther Two. Um, he's they're supposed to be doing Guardians of the Galaxy here in a few weeks. I'll be delivering to there doing uh, P-Valley, Ozark, and I've delivered to several other low-budget, of course, when they say low-budget, their version of low-budget is like a $10 million film. $5 million. (laughs) No joke. Low-budget, my ass. Hollywood's low-budget is $5 million, and you have to take into account there's like 10,000 people working on this. But you got to come, then you got people like Black Panther 2, their budget is over $200 million. Mm Mm-hmm. So, and so, but I'm delivering to them. So like, you know, one day I'll deliver to craft services. I'm talking to the guy and mind you, the guy that orders directly from me is in charge of all craft services for MCU studios. He actually works for MCU. He's not contracted. So I'm over there talking to him. And next thing I know, like freaking executive producers walking up, getting food. And I'm like, okay, I'm bumping elbows with a freaking millionaire. Okay. You know, billionaires, whatever. So and uh, three months ago, I was doing okay, but now I'm delivering like five different sets. I'm doing like 600 cookies a week, like 400 bags of pecans. And this is why I've had to turn the website off. So I have got about a three-day period. I got my website on right now. 
and I've already gotten about 12 orders and I just turned it on this morning. So that keeps up and I have to turn it back off tomorrow because I got to start making the next order for Marvel on Tuesday. So the 12 orders I got, I got to make and ship out on Monday morning. So that's how much it's grown in the last two months since probably the last time I was on the radio show. Brother, so all I can say is fucking congratulations and you uh, fucking deserve it. No pun intended. It's fucking nuts. Yeah. Yep. I mean, so, I I want to say more, but I don't know what else to say other than I'm proud of you. I really am. I, we well, told this, you I mean, that you're going to blow up at some point. And well, a lot of people, is. you know, if anybody's listening out there, I don't know where I got started. You know, I got out of the army in 04. Did heavy equipment operation for years, land clearing, two years ago. As a matter of fact, last week, August 13th, was two years that I crushed my leg. I dropped a tree stump on the cat of my skid steer, uh, shattered two inches of my left shin bone, was shattered into about 12 pieces, had a rod put in my leg, a cement spacer. They took the spacer out, drilled into my femur, did a bone graft, uh, like three surgeries. It was it was a nightmare. And then one day, you know, I overdosed on my pain meds. I took 72 Percocet 10s in five days. I should have been dead. I get to the hospital. They overdosed me on the antidote for the overdose. I stopped breathing for about a minute. And then one day, my wife's like, you got to get up off your ass. So it all started with uh, several near-death experiences, a drug overdose, um, lots of depression, and a small, menial idea from my wife just to get me up off my ass. It's fucking and then, yeah, great, brother. And then it's just, I've been giving away, you know, I try not to say as soon as because then people can be like, well, I want free shit. Well, I kind of give away free stuff on my own terms. It's like, I want to offer free stuff to people, but I kind of can't stand it when people come at me asking for free stuff. You know, so it, it's kind of annoying when they do that. You know, but I love offering free stuff. I can't stand it when people are always asking for it. Now, there's certain people that can ask for it. I'll be like, yeah, I got you. You know, yeah. but just, but I still feel that me just trying to be a nice guy, sending out free stuff to people. Like, I'll get people and message me like, you know, uh, is there a, a cheaper option or whatever? Because they can't afford mm-hmm. 12 to $15 for one bag plus, you know, $12 for shipping. I was like, well, what do you want? I was like, I, I can hook you up. I can save you a couple of mini bags, whatever, no charge. Yeah. I do shit like that all the time. And I've always sworn it's going to come back around. Yeah. And it's starting to come back around. Because a year ago, I was struggling to sell 10 bags a week, struggling. Now I'm doing like three or 400 bags of pecans, like four to 800 cookies a week. It's fucking, again, it's dude, crazy. I'm proud of you, man. Fucking proud so, of you. And I'm still doing it all by myself. I make, bake, pack, ship, label, do everything by myself. Dude. So it's a stun up the Sunday job seven days a week. It shows that you give a shit about your product and and your customers. That's that's what matters, honestly. That's what uh, fucking matters. And uh, (laughs) I had a website built just for the production people so they can order their stuff at their price. And when we were building the website, I may have told you about this in the pre-show. I don't remember. But uh, there was a, for about 20 minutes, we had it on, uh, uh, we had both of the pages merged, basically. So you could have typed in southernvetsuites.com and the production site was going to pop up at their prices, their quantities, all that. So I had a couple people sneak in and they were, I'm going to say they snuck in. Cause they probably were just on that page at that time. And it could have happened. And they ordered some stuff. And basically they, they got a lot of shit, a whole lot cheaper 
than you're going to get <laughs> because the reason I say it's a whole lot cheaper for these production people because the they're ordering they the quantity that they order, they're going to get it at a cheaper price. I mean, that's how you make them happy, right? And yeah. keep them coming in. You don't ask for more money or try to take sell it for more money just because they've got the money. Mm-hmm. You know, they got the money for a reason. So you know, so if you got somebody that's worth a billion dollars, which yes, I have. Uh, sent 200 bags to a guy's wedding that is a literal billionaire and lives five miles down the road. They ordered nice. for me. That was my first celebrity moment, if you want to call it. <laughs> anyway, uh, so, you know, I, I, um, so for that, anyway, like, so if they come in, they're like, you know, okay, you know, can you do it for like, you know, 350 a bag for a mini bag? Well, how many are you going to order? 400? <laughs> Fuck yes, I can. Because <laughs> 400 bags times 350 is a lot of money. You know, well, so. I know uh, I'm proud of you. I know Oink and everybody at DD Radio is proud of you. And we try to we try to get you new customers. I don't know if it helps or not because Facebook hates us. <laughs> well, I tell people, I was like, you can tell that, let's say, I think y'all got what, like 35,000 people following your Facebook page, 34 or something like that. Yeah. If y'all shared it right now, I might, might get two or three people liking my page and I'm unlikely to even get an order. And that's not just because it's, it's from anybody. Mm-hmm. I had a guy from uh, Instagram that has like 800,000 followers share my page. I got two likes and one order. Yeah. Out of 800,000 people. So, but you never know who that one person that sees it is going to be. That's what I've tried to tell everybody, <laughs> you know, but um, like there's a page I follow. Um, I've actually made friends with them. It's called Mike, Michael Myers of Decatur and it's Decatur, Indiana. Nice people. In play. He's actually, uh, he's in the air force. So he's a military guy himself. And, uh, I'd sent them a message. They've got like a shit ton of people watching. They're like, they're viral, basically the videos they make. And I sent him a message like, hey, I just want to send you a bag. I know your husband's a veteran. I just want to send it to you. I didn't ask for them to make a video. None of that stuff. But they did. And I started getting orders. And then, like, I had one person say, yeah, I saw your stuff on Mike Myers. You know, uh, I'd like to order a corporate gift. Like, you know, like 100 bags. I'm like, because that one person saw it. Mm-hmm. So that going back to what we said, that one share you never know what that one share is going to do and who's going to see. So that's exactly. why I go back to the earlier conversation, sharing local businesses pages and sharing their product is huge for somebody like us, like Walmart. They don't give two shits, Mm-mm. but somebody that's a small local business like me, that's huge. One person sharing it. Cause you never know who's going to see it. Yep. You know, you say support local, buy local, well, fucking do it. I buy, I would say 70% of the products I use are bought from local or either, you know, bought from local businesses in Georgia or a local business that is in another state, like a small business. Yeah, small business. Yeah. Um, I do have to go to places like, you know, Walmart or Kroger or whatever to get things like my sugar and, uh, you know, like, uh, like, you know, some of my, uh, like vegan butter that I use for some of the vegan stuff. Cause some small businesses just can't, they don't have the quantity that I need. Right. But like eggs I get from a local farm. 
pecans are all from Georgia. Um, I'm using a rum that's from Georgia for my cinnamon rum and rum recipes. I use the coffee is made in Georgia. And, uh, well, I can't say veteran owned because I mean, Philip's still active duty, but military. I use a local distillery for my bourbon up in He's Augusta, a veteran. where you boys at. Philip's um, a, be- a veteran. Yeah, all my 70% of my stuff, uh, like the bags I use for my pecans, I buy from Amazon. But it is, you know, because Amazon will basically facilitate the sales from like other businesses. And it is from a small business. I want to say they're in Texas or something that makes the bags I use. So I'm not buying from them directly. But it is still supporting them because it's basically their, I guess, you know, Amazon is basically their storefront. Mm-hmm. So 70, 75 percent of the stuff I use is all local. Yeah. All of it. Yeah. And uh, so. And I try to make that. That's why my my shit's a little more expensive than some people. Yep. Because I use quality stuff and local stuff. You know, but I tell people, you know, my shit may not look the prettiest, my truffles may not be the prettiest, all that. But you know, you take a truffle that looks like a diamond, you take a truffle that looks like a just a round ball. I was like, I promise you. One's going to taste better than the other. And typically the one that looks all manufactured isn't going to taste near as good as the one that looks like a turd ball. Oh, definitely. It's just, it's, it's local is better. It's always bad. But I always tell people flavor before flair. Cause I'm more focused on make sure what you eat tastes better. I don't mm-hmm. give a shit how it looks. Cause you're going to look at it for about two seconds. You're going to pop it in your mouth and it ain't going to fucking matter. Yep. So, but it's, you know, people that say shop local, buy local, well, fucking do it. Uh, I don't, I don't like going to Walmart. I don't like going to Kroger if I can help it. You know, I try to pay the few extra dollars to shop local because now me being a local small business, I understand what it means to shop and buy local on a different level because mm-hmm. I can't pay my bills without it. Because this is how, what I do and how I make my money. I mean, I do get disability because I am on disability from the VA, but that pays the bills and that's it. So if I didn't do this, I would just be able to pay the bills and that's all. There would be no lifestyle. There would be no extras. There'd be no, you know, Hey, I'm going to take my son to go, you know, to the festival today. There would be none of that. So, you know, the old thing is when you buy local and shop local, you're paying for dance lessons, baseball lessons, uh, cheerleading uniforms, baseball gear. You're paying for all that stuff when you shop and buy local. Cause that's, I mean, that's how we buy the small business. That's how we make our money. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, just go back, share a page. You never know. That's why when I, uh, I don't know if, uh, Oink told you, I was, a, I don't even remember how long ago that was. I came up there to, uh, North Carolina the day after, uh, uh, Uncle Fester's service because I couldn't make it that Saturday. Mm-hmm. So I drove five hours, five and a half hours just to come hang out with them for like three or four hours. And I I can't remember how many bags I brought them. It was probably like a hundred bags up there. It was, yeah, it was quite a few. <laughs> it was a lot. But, and I was like, just give it to people. That's it. Just give it to people because it's like advertising, you know? So, but, uh, you know, support support local people you know 
I will drive to the ends of the world to try and build the uh, name of my business just because, and I will go to other local businesses and be like, Hey, can we do something together to support each other? That's what I started doing with Richland Rum. That's what I'm trying to do with Eubora. That's what I'm trying to do with y'all's coffee. That's what I'm trying to do with second city distillery for the bourbon. You know, I try to do this to help promote other people. Yeah. So it pisses me off when I got people that my whole life, well, not my whole life, we'll say more or less the last two years since my accident. Cause you know, short, long story short, uh, I don't have friends. I have buddies cause nobody's my friend cause they haven't done a fucking thing for me. <laughs> so like my accident happened. I was like, Hey, I need a ride to the hospital for my second surgery. Five thirty in the morning rolls around. Nobody's there. Well, I got to drive myself to surgery. Yeah. Two days after I need to ride home from, well, ride home. I need somebody to pick my car up. Cause it's a stick ship. Can't drive it. Shattered left leg. Oh, that's too far. I can't do that. So that kind of fucked me up. So it's just, don't you love those? That, if you ever need anything on there, but when you need me, I'm going to be busy. <laughs> yeah. It's like people always say, if you ever need anything, just call me. I need you. I'm calling. You're not answering. You and know, this is why I stay in my little bubble. But this is what pisses me off is now I'm not definitely not, I'm going to say big time, but I am starting to get closer to hanging out with bigger time people. Like I'm trying to, I'm starting to get my foot in the door with, you know, these big filming sets, you mm-hmm. know, so, you know, meeting, you know, not necessarily like A-list celebrities yet, but I'm meeting important people. Yeah. So I get people, they're like, Hey, you know, can I go with you to the set? Fuck no, you can't. What have you done for me? Not a damn thing. Yeah. So why would I do that for you? It's like these people don't want nothing to do with you until you got something to provide to them. You know, that, that caters to their needs. I got people I haven't talked to in well over a year. And as soon as I said, you know, put out there, it's like, hey, I'm delivering to this set tomorrow. Hey, can I come with you? No. Mm-hmm. Why? Why should I take you? What have you done for me? Have you ever shared my page? Have you ever done anything to promote or benefit my business? Other than ask for free shit. No, you haven't. So why would I cater to your wants? You know? Welcome to DV Radio, my man. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just, I will go on and I, God, I beat around the bush when I start going on rants and I probably talk about 20 different things just then, but. My guy, that pisses me off more than anything was people won't shit for free, but don't want to do nothing to, I'm not going to say pay for it, but to earn that free to stuff. To earn it, yep. Trust me. Trust you know, like, me, dude. Ask uh, going. Y'all, y'all have shared Ask my going, stuff. man. <laughs> y'all have talked about it. Y'all have had me on here. It's a way to promote. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, like, if y'all said, hey, man, can I get a bag of bourbon pecans? Well, fuck yeah. <laughs> if you're in Atlanta and you come down, it's like, hey, can I go to the set with you? Fuck Yeah. And you but know the thing the get, thing about all of us though is we're probably just gonna go behind your back and buy the shit anyway. And you yeah. you'll be like, those sons of bitches. <laughs> yeah. You know, but I got people, you know, that uh like that Mike Myers of Decatur, greatest people ever. Like, you know, they have never asked for a thing. You know, and I I just went on there and uh, I was like, you know, hey, you know, do you have any more of those uh shirts that they make i was like you know she's like yeah well you know once we get some we'll send you i was like no 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 i'll go buy this other shirt just to pay for it and you send it to me. he's like no you're not paying for it i was like oh you're getting paid for it one way or another right yeah when you mm-hmm. least expect it you're getting paid for it yeah. so i sent them like 
15 bags of pecans. It's just yeah. like I told Oink I'd get him back for the uh, airbrush, and <laughs> and I'm slowly getting him back. He doesn't realize it, though. <laughs> you know, but, you know, I try to do little things. It's not much because, you know, going to the set of, like, Black Panther is that, like, there, it's not secretive, obviously. It's not, like, G15 classified. But, you know, I can't just go around nilly-willy taking pictures either at a place yeah. like that. But... It's, it's the fact that you were invited into a place where normally you're shunned from. Yes. Yeah. You know, like I have my own pass to get in. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not like going to get me on the actual filming set, yeah. but it's going to get me past security. And, you know, who's not to say that one day while you're standing out there, some big shot actor or producer or director doesn't come out there and get some of your nuts and wants to talk to you. And that yeah. opens up even more doors. Like well, people well, don't said, understand how that small works. And menial, but one of the things I do, and I haven't really told you all about it, but I can't take pictures. I try to wear my DV radio shirt or my DV farm shirt, like at least every other trip to the set. Right. Cause you never know who's going to see it. We love you for that. You never know. But it's one of those things going to a set like Black Panther 2. I can't just, you know, do a selfie, you know, with a shirt like, hey, I'm on the set of Black Panther 2 because I don't want to piss the wrong people off right. and burn the bridges I have for my business. Yeah. So, but it's just one of those things you never know. It, it's small and menial. Like, I try to wear the shirt for the uh, service dog program I got my service dog from. By the way, smartest dog ever on the planet. <laughs> Best dog ever. Us oint got to meet her. Um, Very talented. <laughs> yes, she is. She is smart. And then I don't know if you've seen the pictures I put up on my personal page, but I uh or on the business page, I picked up her sister. That other dog is actually her litter mate. <laughs> um, because her sister's owner passed away, so I picked her up. But I can't just like say I try to wear a shirt. I don't even wear my own business shirt on set. I wear other people's shirts, like a DV farm or a DV radio or uh, the service dog program. I got my dog through or uh, like my buddy's, you know, shop and stuff like that. You know, people that have actually done stuff for me, it's a small menial way to promote it, but that's what I do. And it, you, cause you just never know who's going to see it. Hey, we'll make sure you have one for every day of the week and emergencies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Big bright yellow letters with a black background. It just says "Read me," and then it has a DV logo on the bottom. <laughs> you know, I've all, I've honestly thought about something similar to that. <clears throat> I really have them, but nobody wants to buy what we've got now, so I'm taking shit away, and then they're going <laughs> to bitch that it's not there. And I'm gonna be like, "You didn't buy it when it was there. Why would you buy it now?" Like, well, I like try to buy. I think I bought three or four shirts. I don't. Remember. Yeah, and, and you know, I don't know. That's fine, but these people that begged for shit for the past six years, and then you have it. I want a free t-shirt. What? You know, I'm paying for it already, and you want me to pay even more to give you free? No. What have like, you done I did for ask, me? I did ask uh, Oink one time if I could get a bag of coffee just so I could try it out with the recipes mm -hmm. and see how it worked. You know, because I don't want to get a coffee that's going to change the flavor of what I do. Right. You know, like on drastically. A drastic level. Yeah. So, you know, now, you know, since I can't buy it directly, it does support y'all, but I buy it from you board now. Right. Which still buying it from them supports y'all. Right. Yeah. And that's so, the only know, way we sell it. We don't sell it any other way. <laughs> yeah. But that, I think that is the only thing I ever asked for yeah. was a bag of coffee. And, you know, 
you and, and Adam and a few others, anytime you guys need anything, we, we're, we're more than likely going to be like, yeah, how much? Like, <laughs> oh, you know, Adam yep. knows, and I don't know if he's listening or anything, uh, but Adam knows that he could message me any time of the day, week, year, night, whatever. He says, hey, bro, can I get 20 bags of pecans? Motherfucker, they're on their way tomorrow. Right. Yep. He's one of those guys. I actually think they just got their uh, DV radio staff shirts in the mail the other day. Because he was like, nice. thanks for the shirts, brother. And I was like, you're welcome. Well, you know, he had a show here at one time. So, you know. I know, I'm being a smart ass. He was a host. <laughs> I mean, I, I had I had to do something. I felt bad because I you know, asked uh, these people. To I know y'all were trying to get off, but uh, one little funny story time. Is after I left uh, up there with a uh, PTSD dog, we was at his place. Uh, and uh, I was on my way home and I stopped to get gas in a little bitty town called Salisbury, North Carolina. Salisbury. I will never in my life stop in that city again. You gotta love it. Oh my god. This is coming from a white boy that did repos in the ghetto for five Dude, it's, years. It's a bad time. place. It's a bad place. <laughs> that place had me on edge. Yeah. And all I did was get off the interstate to the first gas station. I swear you, I saw two drug deals. And you think, like they, you think they, that's they a bad hide it. That's actually not the worst place. Uh the backside of Greensboro, the backside of High Point, the backside of Winston Salem, the backside of Charlotte, the backside of Raleigh, the backside of Charlotte. Like, do do you really want me to tell you where the really bad places are? Because I mean we can go down this entire list. I know like, some really bad places in Georgia that even as repo men, we're not allowed to go. Like the yeah. companies, they said, don't go there. Fuck. Well, it's just like, so, you know, a few years ago, it's, it's been a few years ago. No joke. There was a road, uh, not far from here. And I'm not joking. This is how stupid kids are today. It had spray painted signs, meth this way to wow. a meth house. Well, I and saw it, two drug deals going in that parking up, lot at that gas station. Like they weren't even trying to hide it. Yeah, it's it's hilarious. I think. And then <laughs> I, I, really I sent I sent Oink a message at night. I was like, "Dude, <laughs> note to sell: I am never stopping in Salisbury again. I will run out of gas on the interstate before I stop here again." Honestly, I think I've, that's where Nevermore works. <laughs> yeah, I honestly think I've. <laughs> I think I've stopped once, and that was when you get off the exit, there's a gas station there, and that's it. Like, I do not, like, I've always made it a point to never stop in Salisbury unless it's, like, at the that, gas We station. may have stopped at the same gas station. Yeah, I, I yeah. Was it a Circle yeah. K? I, dude, this was years ago, and oh, Circle okay. K has bought a lot of fucking gas stations since <laughs> well, then and changed their names. So had been there for a while. It was kind of yeah. run down, but it was, ugh. I, well, I don't know. Circle K's bought a lot of rundown gas stations in yeah, North Carolina. I did Carolina. repos for five years in some of the worst cities and in, in, outside of Atlanta, and that place had me on edge. Yeah. Now, I'm going to tell you, people think, you know, North Carolina is this retirement state. It's not a retirement state. There's retirement cities like Maybury. That's about it. The rest of it is asshole kids who think they're going to run the fucking world by their little gangs that they got selling drugs and fucking popping a cap in somebody's ass with their little fucking 22 that they thought was a fucking Japanese Glock or whatever. I don't know. Dude, I don't know what kids do today. I honestly don't. There's no arcades. Uh, that here. was just, I literally put in, I saw, I saw, I was like, I start, just started the pump. I think I gotten up to like $5. I'm like, Nope, I'm good. We'll go yeah. to the next exit. Yeah. <laughs> I got in and got the fuck out. 
Yeah. I did not like that place. So but, uh, is is your uh, website up right now or? Yes. Okay. I turned it back on this morning. Already got like 12 orders. Nice. Uh, we'll see how that keeps going. Um, I'll now probably if, turn it back off come Monday because I got to start making orders for uh, Marvel again. I was going to say, if uh, somebody goes over there and your website's not up, does it say, you know, this is why it's not up or anything? That way they know or? Normally it just directs them. It should direct them to my Facebook page. Okay. And what I'll do is uh, if somebody messages me on Facebook, like, hey, you know, sorry, your website was down. I was just wanting to get some bourbon pecans or some pecans. What I'll do is like if they're requesting it, because I'm always making pecans and stuff for Marvel, I can throw aside enough to make a bag. I can't take a shit ton of orders, but if somebody's like, hey, man, I was going to order somebody. I saw your website was down. It's like, I, I I got you, you know, just, you know, like I'll offer them as like, just send me 12 bucks on Venmo. I'll get them your way. Right. You know, just to try and fulfill their want. Cause they were actually wanting them enough to message me about it. Yeah. You know, that. just like that. I had a guy message me. Uh, he's like, Hey, I found your stuff on Ozark, all that. And uh, he's like, I was wondering if I could order some stuff. I said, well, I'll just send it to you. Don't worry. I said, no, I want to pay for it. So I was like, well, it's going to be through Venmo, so it won't be a receipt directly from the company. It's like, I don't care. Couldn't find out this guy does the precision driving, the stunt driving for Ozark. Uh, did you ever see Anchorman 2? Yes. He was the Asian guy in the fight scene. Oh, nice. That's who it was. But he also, that guy does precision driving, stunt driving. He's done probably 75% of the stunt driving for all the Fast and Furious movies. Oh, okay. I know who you're talking and about. And he messaged me directly asking to buy some stuff. I was like, well, yeah, I'll send you some shit. You want it? But he's, uh, I see she said your Etsy is still up even when your website was down. I was like, yeah, I know, but I've had that Etsy page for two years and I've gotten one order off of it. <laughs> so I just, if somebody can find, do enough searching to find my Etsy page and order it, <laughs> go ahead. Because I've only had like one or two orders on there in the last year, year and a half, or whatever, how long I've had it up. So if they can find it, fuck it. <laughs> fuck it. They can order on it. I'll, I'll fulfill that order. Because, <laughs> yeah. But no, I, so I had that stunt driver uh, asking to buy my stuff. But I've realized these people that have money, you know, are they're the ones that are like, no, let me buy it from you. Let me give you the money for it. Let me pay for it. I'm like, oh, well, I mean, I'll send it to you because I want the exposure. Like, no, I want to pay for it. Yeah. But you got people, you know, and you got other people. It's like, I a got lot some of people that they know do are that. down on their luck, that are down on their luck. Like, let me send you a bag. And they're like, no, I can't. I was like, no, let me send it to you. But you got some people just like, hey, you know, I was wondering if you could just send me a bag. And absolutely nothing comes out of it. A they lot just of want times, free shit. A lot of times people uh, that are in that business uh, want to pay for it. That way you can't say, well, I sponsored them because I sent them X, Y, Z. Uh, Cause that's, that's how a lot of people look at it. So they had rather pay for it. And then if they, you know, won't, if they feel the need that you need the exposure, they're probably going to talk about it. Um, but I've, I've learned that over my years doing the things I have done on the backside um, that's the main reason most of your artists and entertainers and, 
and stuntmen and and production and all wants to buy stuff. It's just it's more of a not really a publicity thing, but so you can't come back, you know, next week and say, "Well, I sent you that for free. Why didn't you post about it?" Yeah, like that type. The only of thing, thing I ever ask people to do is leave a good review on my Google page. That's all I ever ask because the more reviews I get on Google, the higher up they bump me in the search engines yeah. without paying for it. So I'm trying to beat that algorithm. Yeah. You know, that's, so that's, that's whenever cool. I send somebody a free bag, it's like, I'll send you a free bag. Just leave me a good review on Google. It'll take you two minutes, one minute. Does it happen? Probably about 35% of the time they'll actually leave a review. Right. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Cause I mean, just ask Betsy about that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Reviews seems to be hard with people, but they'll be quick to tell you if it's bad. Betsy Ross. Yeah, I think I've sent her a bag of pecans one time. I was like, oh, I'll send them to you. Don't worry about it. I got you. You know, I think I sent her some cinnamon rums a while back. I can't remember. She is fucking awesome. I don't care what anybody says. Love that girl. I haven't haven't talked to her, like, whether it be chat. I think chat a couple of times. I just sent her a message. As I just send me your address, I'll send them to you. Yeah, you know, matter of fact, uh, my uh, man cave. Um, I collect a lot of liquor. I don't drink, and on my uh, little shelf above me, I've got all the lead slingers uh, alcohol, except for the vodka. Swear to God, cannot find that shit anywhere. So if you know anybody can get me some of that lead slingers vodka, I will pay for it and a finder's fee because it's the last bottle I need for my collection. Anyway, part of that display is uh, I don't know if you remember. Probably it was about a year ago, I guess. Uh, she did a thing where if you made a donation to the DV farm, she would send you like this little uh bandana type thing, mm-hmm. a coffee mug, and some playing cards. Yeah, and I made a donation, she sent it to me, so now I got that all set up on my display. Uh, with uh, all the lead slingers vodka that I got up there, and then uh, right below it is uh, my uncle was a Cobra helicopter pilot in Vietnam. And he brought me home this big old strand of uh, this belt of uh, 7.62 that was shot out of the minigun in the Cobra hanging right below us. So that's like my actual military wall. I've got veteran-owned alcohol. Uh, is she a veteran or is it just her husband? She oh, served. She, she served. Yeah. She didn't get to go overseas, which... Okay, I, I didn't know yeah. if she was or not. But, but um, in our mind, yeah, she's definitely a veteran. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Um, but, uh, so I've got her stuff up there. I've got the blood slingers, alcohol. I've got a, uh, now this is hearsay. I've got a AR magazine. Now we have a, uh, a hunting club about 20 miles down the road from me. It's, uh, called Burge plantation. It's like a hundred thousand dollars a year to be there. So you get a lot of very rich people. And, um, I've bartended down there a few times and we had some people that were, uh, and, you know, a lot of us take this with a grain of salt when somebody says, you know, hey, I was a Navy SEAL or I am a Navy SEAL or things like that. For good reason, a lot of us take that with a grain of salt. So I got a, there's supposedly, you know, several of them there. So I got an AR magazine where they wrote their call sign on it. I don't know the legitimacy of it. I'm not, and I'm at a place where people are paying $100,000 a year just to be a member. I'm not going to question it in front of them. But I got an AR that is supposedly signed with their call signs from people that were on part of, I can't remember what SEAL team at some point. 
So I've been trying to find somebody that might be able to, to legitimize this by their call signs and find out if they're, it's real or not, if they were actually SEALs. Trying to find somebody that might even know that information if you know anybody. We know a few. We've actually interviewed uh, one Navy SEAL. He's uh, the owner and operator of the uh, Bottle Preachers. Well, I've tried to get in touch with him to just, just to <laughs> say, I don't want to share. I don't want you to share my post. You don't have to. Don't feel obligated. I was like, I literally just like sending my stuff to other veteran businesses. Now, if you share it, that's your choice. But I can't get a hold of them. I had I got some automated message last time I messaged him. And they're like, okay, well, email. And finally, somebody said, well, if you email him at this, he'll respond. That's been like, I don't know, like eight months ago. I still haven't been able to get a hold of Eli. <laughs> Yeah, sometimes I'm sure he's probably hard to get a hold of. <laughs> yeah, but no, like uh, this magazine that's up here, it's got, uh, let's see what's got. It's got uh, call signs like Pope, Two Scoop, uh, can't tell if it says Pisces. I can't yeah, he just this. announced that he's running for Arizona uh, yep. next election, so... He probably has been busy with that the last year. Um, when we had him on, we only got to have him on for an hour, and he is hard to get a hold of. Um, he's always on the run doing stuff. It's 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 not that he's ignoring you because I know he's oh. not because his wife is his wife is basically me and Google for six. She does all the the <laughs> correspondence and all, but um, yeah, he's he's really great, and I'm sure if you send them some. Uh, well, I don't have an address. I, all I've been doing is trying to get an address. Oh, okay. I so, might be able and to And I can't get anybody to respond. But no, yeah, like the names on this uh, mag is uh, Pope, Two Scoop. I think it says Pisces. I can't tell. Mm. Bis, Bee Monkey. Uh, what does that say? <laughs> Pipe, Utah, Coom, RK, JR, and Whitey. Boone might be able to help I'd out. It's like your call signs, I guess. Yeah, that's true too. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm just trying to find yeah. out if it's legitimate or not. Yeah, you know, but because you know, for a good reason, if you've met somebody in public that you don't know from Adam, and they say, "Yeah, I was a Navy SEAL," you kind of take it with a grain of salt. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like, yeah, I bet you are. Prove it, you know, because <laughs> I know a lot of SEALs don't just go out to parties. Well. Like play, they just they don't just necessarily. From what my experience, they don't just go out talking about it. Mm -hmm. And you know, these guys they weren't talking about it a lot, but they kind of made it known that they were seals. I mean, some do and but, some don't. It's I guess. It's but they were in a group, which was kind of odd. A lot of these people that do it are kind of solo, the yeah. ones that you know fake it. But Could've they were in frat a boys. Could have been some so, frat boys trying to get into their little what what do they call them? The fucking. Uh, it's the initiation test for college prep thing, whatever that shit's called. I know somebody knows what I'm talking about. Hazing? Whatever. I don't know. It's I, I, uh, the, I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I just had to piss, dude. My bladder was hurting. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, but yeah, if somebody's got a way for me to get in touch with somebody over there at Bottle Breacher, I've just been wanting to send them a package like, hey. Yeah. Here's my stuff. I like sending it to radio people because you know me. Yeah, I'll, I never ask for anything in return. Yeah, I will definitely help you out, man. I just want to send it to them. Yeah. You know, whether they share it or not is up to them. Just but remind I'm me. not asking for it. I just want to send you a product and that's it. 
Just yeah. remind me because you know how my brain is. Well, I don't know how to get in touch with you. I heard a message in the radio page. I don't even know if it's you or Oink messaging me back. <laughs> Wait, message. And I feel what? like it's usually Oink. How do but you mess? Wait, how do you message the radio page? I guess I do. I've messaged somebody. Or do I comment on your page? Oh yeah, you commented on the page. I thought you meant like chat anyway. Fuck. <laughs> Go to southernbatsuites.com. Buy some goddamn while nuts. <laughs> while it's still up. Go fucking flood him with orders just because he's a dick. No, I'm joking. And do I'm it joking. so I'll shut up and get off of here, right? <laughs> no, you're good. You're good. I really had to pee so bad. I was like, oh, God, as soon as I go to piss, he's going to stop talking. Like, I knew that was going to happen. I was like, he's going to stop talking, and then I'm going to be fucked because only won't know where I'm at. I was like, dude, I got, I'm mute out. <laughs> I, was like, I, gotta pee. I was like, it was it was legitimately starting to hurt my kidneys and my bladder, and I was like, oh, God, oh, God, oh, God, not this. Like. Oh shit. Oh. But yeah, seriously, go check out Southern Bat Sweets. Uh get you some of those nuts. <laughs> um and uh yeah, just let everybody know what you thought of them. Let Jason know, let your friends know, let your family know, let whomever you can know. I mean, you don't have to write this goddamn fucking novel on this is why I like or dislike these nuts. Just literally short just, short you don't even have to write point. anything yeah just leave some stars five or, star preferably because i've got nothing but five <laughs> stars on my google reviews so don't fuck it up <laughs> right you know but uh leave an honest one you don't even have to write anything like if you share the page you don't have to write nothing with it just literally share page copy link click post boom brown you're done. Five sugar second. brown sugar bourbon what's in those like what kind of nuts are in those anything there's no nuts. That's just that's basically uh, a chocolate chip cookie without the chocolate chips. Uh, and I do use bourbon instead of vanilla, but when you cook with bourbon, it tastes very similar to vanilla. So it just basically tastes like a chocolate chip cookies without the chocolate chips in it. Also, didn't you have a a, a code to help? Um... Not on the new website because okay. I don't have the uh, the guys build my website. The way it's built, I don't have, I have the ability to do it, but I can only accept like one code at a time. Okay. It's kind of weird. So he can make a code that says like 10% off of this or that. So mm -hmm. it, before I was able to do like one for hard look, one for like DV radio, if I wanted one for another page I and all that just type in the code. I noticed you're using and, WordPress as well. I am using WordPress now, <laughs> uh, but the guys, I don't know about building sites. My guy built it. Like, so we're just trying to go Dude, through. I uh, would have built it for you. I'm joking. Well, if you had made it known that you built websites. Everybody knows I've built all three ZV websites. <laughs> I don't know that. <laughs> I didn't know that. Oh my God, I'm hurting. <laughs> But I've already paid to have my website built, so I'm not paying somebody else to redo it. No, I get it, man. I I, I got away from WordPress. WordPress is honestly too expensive, in my opinion, um, for anything that you do uh, over well, there. So. The guy I know that did it, I uh, for the domain, um, I pay, well, for both domains, because I got one for the general public and one for the production people. 
So the domain per year for both and the build out for both websites, I think I paid like 700 or no, uh, 700 for the build out and like 180 a year for the domains. I got you. Sorry. So it's it it basically, it's, we'll say it was about a thousand dollars to build both sites for the domain maintenance and everything. But he's given me a bit of a discount because he's a good buddy of mine. Right. And people still think it's cheap. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's the oh, kicker is that, you know, you know, what we do is free. Yeah. What we do is free on the radio, but there's still bills that we got to pay. <laughs> yeah. Like, should I say, both got to pay? <laughs> I mean, it costs me money to have the website cost me money like i had one guy a while back message me he's like man i'd like to buy you know like a bag but man twelve dollars for shipping that's kind of it's kind of high i was like because it's twelve dollars flat rate so if you live next door to me you're paying twelve dollars in shipping if you live in alaska wink wink oink (laughs) you're paying twelve dollars for shipping yeah well people so but i had one guy like but you don't realize it's okay i can't offer free shipping that $12 bag is probably going to cost me seven yeah. to $8 to make, yep. you know, depending on what you order. So I'm, I should say I've got $5 left over. It ain't going to cost me $5 to ship it to you. So if I ship it to you for free, I am literally paying to make that bag and ship it to you. I'm not making money. Yeah. So sometimes I make a dollar or two on shipping. Sometimes I lose a dollar or two on shipping. Especially if you ship to Alaska. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes. The I think the cheapest package I ever shipped to Alaska was like $23. Uh, it's, it's a little pricey, but I'm also providing something to that side of the country that nobody else would do at that price. Yeah. He Who the fuck wrong. you know is going to send three pounds of pecans to California for $12? <laughs> nobody. Right. Oh, so, great. but it's paying for exposure to an area of the country that stuff like I make doesn't get exposed in. Now, in case somebody wants to buy the coffee ones with the battlegrounds, which ones are those again? Um, I don't have those up right now. Okay. Because, uh, well, the truffles, I make chocolate coffee truffles, but it's too hot to ship those right now. Even putting them in ice packs and everything, they barely... And I mean, barely survived to South Georgia because it's a hundred and whatever fucking degrees right now. Can you not get your hands on dry ice or is that just too expensive? It doesn't survive. It will not survive. And dry ice is expensive. Oh, yeah. I know dry ice is expensive. That's why I was asking. I cannot afford that right now. Yeah. I got you. Because I would have to add that onto the cost of shipping. You know, on top of what that that, that would be cold because whenever somebody orders like the uh, truffles, they see like, $20 $20 for an eight piece. But what they realize is they're paying for the ice packs, the insulation, mm-hmm. the styrofoam packing material on top of the shipping. But that's included in the $20 that they just paid the extra because that shipping stuff, cold ship it is not cheap. Yeah. If you order truffles, let's say I normally charge, I think it's $12 for an eight piece. Right. If that cost up to the 20, I don't make money on that. That is strictly paying for cold shipping materials. Like I don't make money off of that. That is just so I can pay for the cold shipping materials to get it to you. But it's still too hot for even that right now. Uh, Pralines. I know Miss Fester is asking about them. I will try and uh, send some to her when I send her order out. Cause yeah, I can make an order here, order there, but I sell more pralines 
almost as many pralines as I do uh, pecans. But the problem is they need constant attention. I can't just throw them in the oven, walk away for 20 minutes, come back, stir them, pop them mm-hmm. back in and walk away. No, that'd be constantly stirred. Then I have to take them out, scoop them, do all that. It's like 30 minutes of constant attention. I just don't have time to do that right now because I'm so busy with all these orders from Marvel and now the website order. That's I can't keep up with them. So that's why I took pralines off. Oh, I totally get it. Yeah. So, but if somebody says, Hey man, you know, you know, can I get some pralines? You know, if it's one or two people there, it's like, yeah, I can work it out. It might be a few days, but I can work it out to get you some. Right. And that's understandable. I mean, because it was, it was right before I turned the website off. I was behind on orders by two weeks when Marvel made their first, when, as soon as they made their first order, I was instantly behind two weeks. Instantly. I understand that. I mean, that probably wasn't a small order by any feet. Oh, and they got bigger every week. I'll put it this way. The first order was 200 bags of, uh, mini bags of pecans. Yeah. I remember I got a label 200 bags front and back. I've got to fill 200 bags. I've got to heat seal 200 bags. And I've got to bake the stuff for 200 bags. The second week, he orders 200 bags and 100 vegan chocolate chip cookies. The third week, he orders 300 bags and 200 vegan chocolate chip cookies. The fourth (laughs) week, he orders 300 bags, 200 vegan chocolate chip cookies, and 200 regular chocolate chip cookies. And if it you're listening to him right now, he's not complaining. Week. He's just he's just wanting people to understand this is why he has to turn the website why off. Why <laughs> I have to turn the website off. We're not complaining at all if you're listening. <laughs> I'm sorry, but when I got a guy that's ordering a thousand to twelve hundred dollars a week, he takes precedence over the two or three hundred dollars in orders I might get a week. And the only reason I say that because I am the only person that makes, bakes, ships, packs, labels, does everything. So I have to be able to keep up. It's not like I have help. I don't have help right now. Yeah. I can't find help. Right. Because everybody, they want too much money. I paid somebody, I was going to pay somebody $100 to go sit at a farmer's market for me. Everything was made, baked, already done. I had the tent they could sit under, all that. I said, all you got to do is come over here, pick it up, go down to the farmer's market. You pop the tent up, you pop two tables up, you put the banner up in the back, you set shit out on the table. 10 minutes to set it up. I was going to pay them $100 to sit there for three hours. They couldn't even get up for that. You got to love it, man. Can't find good help. Love it. It's like, I was going to pay you $100 to sit somewhere for three hours. It takes you 20 minutes to drive to. So you're, you're four hours worth of work. They're going to make $100. They couldn't <laughs> even get out of bed for that. Right. Like, well, that's, I'm that's here for you if you need anything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, come on down. <laughs> you want to drive all the way or fly all the way to Georgia? I'll pay you to sit at a farmer's market. <laughs> That's too hard. Yeah. But, yeah. Um... It's too hard to sit under a tent and watch on my phone while people come up and buy stuff. You know, $100 to literally sit there and take money. But I don't know. <laughs> but I can kind of understand it. It's just because people, when you're building your own brand, people don't share the same motivation that you do. They don't have the same motivation. Not at all. You know, it's kind of like, you know, I'm sure like, you know, I don't, I've never talked to Eli. I don't know nothing about him, but I'm sure when he started building it, like when they started out of their garage and stuff, they had a certain motivation. Mm -hmm. But when you ask somebody to come in and start making the stuff, what they see is, Oh, you're making all this money. You're doing this. It's like, well, 
if you get to the point where you do make that kind of money, you got to remember what all we did to get there. You know, yeah. what that, that that's my motivation. You know, if you want your motivation, you need to go out and build your own brand to find whatever motivates you. This is what motivated me. So when I hire somebody to come in and go sit in a farmer's market, they just don't have the same motivation I got to, to, to advertise my brand. I just like, sent I the uh, podcast link where we uh, uh, interviewed Eli in February. I just sent that link to you in chat. Go listen to that. That's, uh, I forgot how long. It's, uh, I think it's like 50 minutes long. I, I did cut out like dead air and shit, but he, I think he was in his truck and I forgot what Link was doing. He he literally was had like two or three Eatons that day, and I was like, "Oh, we get we get him for an hour." <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we did. We didn't. I don't think we really fucked around at all that day, did we? We went basically no, right into it. Didn't no, we? it was yeah, because it was like you know we were waiting on his call when he called in. I was like, okay, he's down to business because he had a like you said he had two or three different meetings going on that day. So <laughs> yeah. yeah, he he had a shit and get you know <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, di I didn't even get to t uh, talk to him about DB Farm really that much. I just, I think I gloss over it in the interview a little bit, talking about, you know, the similarities to building a nonprofit and a profitable business and things like that, you know, where your headspace is at and, you know, the leadership and, and, and basically uh, an outline of what, what as you, what as a business owner would you tell people like that type of stuff is, is how I gloss over DV farm and DV radio. And yeah, we didn't, we really didn't do much and nothing as far as shooting the shit and all that. Cause like I said, he, he's dude, he is so fucking busy. Like <laughs> I didn't realize how busy this guy was until uh, I talked to his wife and me and her were talking back and forth in correspondence, and I was like, "Yeah, I'm I'm so sorry. I don't want you guys to think I'm a like a Ben boy or or, or you know." Yeah, so what people see on the outside is they make bottle openers. They don't yeah. see the process behind the scenes. Oh, like I don't know what this process what is, dude. But what go people to... don't see like on my end is I've got to facilitate. I've got to get all the materials. I've got to go out and buy them. I'm constantly going to store. I've got to make all the labels. I've got to print them out. I've got to do all this, you know, but what they see is a bag of pecans that gets mailed to them, but they don't see the process in that goes into making it. They don't see the 6 a.m. wake ups, take my son to school at 730, come home, bake, pick my son up from school at 230, come home, bake till nine o'clock. They, they don't see that part, the hours put in. Yeah, if you, know, you just, uh, go to their Twitter page, they show, like, it's not like long clips, but them in the, uh, I call it a factory, in the factory portion where they're making the bottle breachers and shit like that. He pours the resin for their fucking coasters and everything, and I know people are like, why aren't they sending this? It's like, dude, give them a chance. They're, they're not like this trillion-dollar fucking Walmart S company, you know, like they are literally like you making the shit hand by hand every single day. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it's just we can't afford, you know, employee. Honestly, I don't. I'm kind of scared to hire employees. Yeah, that's one reason I haven't expanded because it's hard. Once you get to be a business owner, it's hard. You understand the 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 saying? It's hard to find good help. Well, it's it's just the same it really with is. DV Radio or Entwined Chaos. I mean. 
I co-own Antoine Chaos with my, she's basically my sister. And I was like, we'll split everything 50-50. And she was like, yes. Like, no bones about it, you know. And me and hers talked about it. And I was like, I, yeah, if we ever had anybody working with this, it wouldn't be under Entwined Chaos. It'd just be, like, individual shit, you know. Definitely would not be a part of the company whatsoever because it's just, it's one of those near and dear things. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because so. one of the things that I can <laughs> is, like, that shut a lot of small business down when Rona came through was the whole unemployment thing. Yep. Businesses couldn't afford to pay it. Yep. So, you know, that's one thing I'm afraid of is hiring people. Like, can I trust you? Probably not. Nope. You know, and it's just so I'd rather just, uh, you know, work myself to the bone. I'm right you know, there with Stay you. in the kitchen all day, do all this, you know, stay up at night packing stuff. Like, you know, when this guy makes a uh, order from Marvel, I'll stay up all fucking night making his order right? Just so I can get it to him on time. And cause I just, I don't trust nobody else. Totally. You know, get it, man. Can't find good help. And that's my biggest fear of opening up a storefront is not being able to find good help. Yeah. And I you don't know. blame you. And cause you if know. I can't even get somebody to sit at a farmer's market for three hours for a hundred dollars, yeah. why the fuck do you think I'm going to find somebody that's going to get up and go somewhere that they have to drive to and work all day or work for even a few hours, you know, somewhere, you know, that when I can't even get them out of the bed, just to sit under a tent for three hours. Mm-hmm. What well, fucking think that you think they're going to actually get up and go somewhere? Cause what if they, you know, you know, what if they, uh, they decide, you know, they quit or they do something and I have to let them go. Oh, unemployment. Now I've got to pay for that. Got to pay for workers comp. Workers comp is expensive. Very expensive. Now, now, you get benefits. <laughs> so, um, that's yeah. just, oh, oh. Yep. It, it, it's a nightmare trying to, like, I'm ready to expand. I just, that's my biggest thing is I don't want to because of the employee situation is one of the things. Yep. And Miss P's right. People want 15 to $20 an hour plus a sign-on bonus. Yeah, like uh, we were uh, talking about vaguely up there at PTSD Dog's house. They're talking about uh, the guy from K Bar. Like they're like he is on the brink of hiring people. It's like, well, I am where I need to hire people, but I'm sure he feels the same way I do. I don't want to hire people because I don't trust them. Yeah, because you never know what their intentions are, and then of course, yeah. like you said, they don't have the same passion and, and care that you do. You know what I'm saying? Their like, interest isn't there. Like their if somebody makes is- an order, I will stay up for twelve to 15, 16 hours getting all my orders up and out. But they're not going to want to stay up with me for no 15 hours making orders of pecans. They're going to be like, oh, I'm going home, man. I'm tired. Yeah. You know, because they don't have that same motivation. But what they don't realize is they're making more money than I am. The business is making money. But me personally, I don't make shit because it all goes into the business. I feel that. You know, <laughs> I feel that. I really do. <laughs> like, like, I went to Second City Distillery up in Augusta today to buy some bourbon. And I bought like, eight bottles of it. It's like $240, $250. Wasn't a problem for the business. Now, me personally, could I afford that? Fuck no. But the business can, because I've got to make sure the business makes money. And people don't realize that when you start a business, you can't just start paying yourself. You you don't because 
the business has to have money to be able to survive. It's got to be able to buy its own supplies Mm -hmm. and, you know, it's got to be able to buy all its materials and everything. You know, yeah, when you start up a business, you might put some of your own personal stuff into it. But I've started this with zero dollars, no loans, no nothing. Everything I've made is strictly off of sales. Like no loans or nothing. Right. You know, so. And that's, you know, I don't want to fuck all that up. But that's also a reason I'm trying to do this without loans. Is if anything ever goes wrong, like another Rona outbreak, all that. And I need to step away from the business. I can step away from it and I'm not going to lose a thing. So that's, that's good, one honestly. reason I don't want to hire people and I don't want to take out loans. Right. That's why I'd rather bust my ass 16 hours a day to get things going. You know, it's cheap for me to, you know, send somebody a free bag of pecans than it is to pay for advertising. I would rather pay $7 to send somebody a couple mini bags plus the shipping instead of, and then that way they have it directly there. They are tasting it, seeing it instead of, paying somebody to advertise for it. And they say, Oh, well, that looks good. And they never click on the website and order it. Motherfucker. I'll send it to you. That's the best advertising you can do. Yep. Word of mouth and all that. Yep. I don't care what anybody. Word saying. of mouth. If you can get it going the right way is the strongest advertising. Yep. That's how, that's what got me to where I am right now. A year ago, I was struggling to sell 10 bags. Now, like I told you, I'm delivering to Marvel studios. There some of their locations. Uh, Tyler Perry Studios, which is, uh, I'm sure you know who Tyler Perry is, mm-hmm. uh, richest black man in America. Yep. I'm delivering to his studios. I'm delivering to like Ozark and all that. All because one person told somebody about me. Yep. So word of mouth is the strongest form of advertising. It truly fucking is. You know, and I'm really hoping because... You know, Tyler Perry is besties with uh, Oprah Winfrey, uh, the costume director for Black Panther 2, like the lead director. She's won Oscars and she's besties with Oprah Winfrey. And Oprah Winfrey does this thing every year. She recommends these Christmas gifts. And if you can get recommended by that, there is no amount of money in this world that can pay for the exposure that you get off of that. Yeah. And it's, it's word of mouth. Yep. You know, so that's where I'm hoping to get one day is something like that. Now, my personal views on Oprah Winfrey, mm-hmm. yeah, we're not going to put those out there. <laughs> but I promise you one thing: my business is a big fan. I understand, my brother. <laughs> you get a bag of nuts. You get a bag of nuts. <laughs> I'll get bags of nuts. Yeah. <laughs> that that's about so. the gist of it. That's exactly what would happen. All right. But, at this place I'm at now, if she was to put something like that out there, I wouldn't be able to afford to expand. <laughs> <laughs> the exposure but would be so big. You and better I have hope, so many orders. You better I hope your you better hope your Oprah Winfrey, you know, gift list doesn't come around too fucking soon. <laughs> yeah, because I would not be able to like send her a if fucking like that memo. Happened, like, let's say hypothetically speaking, if that happened for this coming Christmas. Where the fuck am I going to find a kitchen to make all that stuff? Where the fuck am I going to find the help of people to make that stuff? That's going to be a lot. Where am I going to buy all the materials to make it? You know, the the (laughs) kitchen to make it. I'm not going to be able to find that stuff quick enough or facilitate the money quick enough to to acquire all that stuff. Your ass better send that woman a damn memo. So there (laughs) is such a thing as growing too quick. Yep. Yep. It can happen. It can, it does, and it will. 
I wouldn't even be able to get a loan quick enough to be able to catch up with that. <laughs> I don't know if you can prove that you've got the sales. I've seen yeah, people maybe, get some quick turnaround fucking loans, dude. Yeah, they just want that interest. They don't care about anything. <laughs> they part with that compounded interest, right? All right, it just cost me a, cost me two million dollars to pay back a million. <laughs> All right, man. I guess we'll end it. It's 11.02 on the East Coast. I've already had my ham biscuit for the night because I was getting sick earlier, so I had to eat that bitch and score fit down. <laughs> Dude, I was... I, the way my body is these days, I have to eat way more than I used to, but I can't eat a lot at a time. So it's it's like it's a fucking balancing act from fucking hell. It, it's stupid. Um, <laughs> oink. Our listeners, uh, we didn't get to talk about DV far much, and I'll hit on that in just a second. That means you talk about shit really quick for your last <laughs> fucking words. Oh, my bad, my bad. I thought you were saying uh, DV Farm. Speak, about motherfucker. <laughs> hey, uh, just real quick, I want to give a shout out to all the nurses out there because uh, during my hospital stay, they are some underworked and underpaid and underappreciated. Uh, you mean folks overworked, out there. not underworked. Overworked. overworked. Yeah, sorry. Overworked. <laughs> underappreciated. Underpaid. How's that? Uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I've got some friends of mine that are nurses as well, and I, I was talking to one today, and she's talking about taking care of the 35 to 40 people at a time. Wow. You know what I mean? So uh, my hat's off to all the nurses out there. Uh, they provided some great care when I was in the hospital, and uh, yeah, you guys are the true frontline heroes. So I appreciate every single one of you out there. Most definitely, yeah. They uh, There's a lot of people I want to say thank you to. That's worked over this past year. Um, that's just, yeah. But I, I can't because, every, well, you didn't mention me. You, bitch, do you expect me to go down a goddamn list? <laughs> Fuck you. Anyway, dvfarm.org. Check it out. It's located in Gilson, New Hampshire. Uh, we are not taking bets right this second, but uh, later this year, I think um, six, DV6, set around fall. Uh, winter uh, time, we will be uh, opening up intakes. And I say intakes like we're taking in fucking inmates or some shit. Um, we will be starting. days in. Yeah. We wait, will wait, be, hold up. You're not getting out this easy, okay? Because <laughs> you know I get the emails pretty fucking quick when you make an order. Yeah, I know. Yeah, asshole. Yeah, I know. Oh, That's in the South what we I call actually, a yasshole. <laughs> I actually I can't say you asshole quick enough. I don't know if I don't know if the checkout thing didn't take it or not when I had put it in manually, but it said one thing of chewy chocolate chip cookies, and I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> I guess I'm getting one of the chocolate chip cookies. But um, no, back to the DV farm and taking intakes uh this year. We will be taking uh veterans or we will be taking residents later this year later this year so be on the lookout on the facebook page that's dv farm dv radio as well as on the website we will update it to let you know hey we're taking in uh veterans and 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 homeless and addicted uh that's right now please sign up and we'll go through that process uh at that time if you want to help continue the mission of dv farm and help us grow and hopefully continue the mission into a broader uh atmosphere is that the word i'm looking for if not 
you know what the fuck I mean. Um, you can donate one time without a PayPal account. You can donate multiple times, but it's a one-time thing. You know what I mean? Uh, go to dbfarm.org and click on the No Date tab, and that's where you do it. You can also give monthly, but you must have a PayPal account, and that is not DV Farm, DV Radios, or DV's terms and conditions. That is PayPal's. You can also go to places like smile.amazon.com, make DV Farm your charity choice. No hidden fees or extra costs, and portion of your shopping cart purchase goes directly to the DV Farm. You can do the on uh, places like Humble Bundle, Lunafide, eBay. There's a plethora of online stores and stores in general that give back to the community and nonprofits. At the end of your checkout, usually right before you press pay now, they have a little thing that says, Would you like to give to a nonprofit? And you are suggested some nonprofits. Just type in DV Farm or DV Farm, comma, INC, and we normally pop up. If we do have a, uh, if there is a place that has us there, please let myself or Google or Six know. Just info at dvradio.net or info at dvfarm.org. And we'll make an account to help us better track that. Facebook fundraisers are fucking phenomenal. Thank you, thank you, thank you to anybody that gives to those. Even though nobody gives to mine, they give to yours. That's all that fucking matters. And it every single penny counts. A share of a post, whether it's farm, radio, podcast, whatever, it helps grow DV Radio. It helps grow DV Farm. Don't forget that the DV Radio store is taking away items slowly but surely. So if you want something, you better go get it. I'm not telling you what's getting taken away, and I'm not telling you when things are being taken away. So you better get it while it's fucking there. You may never see it again. Short, sweet, and to the point. I'm sorry to Patreon members for not having any pre-shows over the last couple of months. You can blame Frosty and our lack of having hosts to have a pre-show <laughs> to give him... To give to you. Um, that's that's the gist of it. Again, if you're an independent musician, you can fill out the form here on zvradio.net and we'll get back in touch with you if we've gotten back in touch with you. Yeah, we need your fucking music if you want people to listen to it. <laughs> uh, if you've got a show or you want to have a show here on DV Radio, let us know. Info at dvradio.net as well as oink at dvradio.net and frosty at dvradio.net. Uh, anything else that I'm forgetting? Perhaps, maybe, you don't know? Nope, I think you got it. Alrighty. Well then, for everybody that never fucking shows up anymore, <laughs> Oink and Jason from Southern Bat Suites, I'm Bonerwood. You just heard Barrett's talk right here on WDVR, DVRadio.net. Until next week, fucksicles. Bye-bye! Hit us up on Facebook and Twitter. Goodbye!